Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. If you really want to be one of the best brewers there is... I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs you to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? (laughs) I might sleep here tonight. It's a California king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All I have to say is, hey, McDonald, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Yeah. Anybody ever notice we have a really long intro? Yes. It's long. (laughs) It's like 10 minutes long. Yeah, it is. Like I've been sitting here since yesterday. Yeah. I think it's also 10 years old, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was playing my iPod this weekend, and somehow there were some old shows loaded up. Yeah. I heard this weird like show intro. I was like, "What kind of crap radio show is this?" And then I re- and then and then my voice comes on with, with, as the announcer. You know, yeah. ready for the next level. And I don't even know. I had to turn it off. I I leaped across the room to turn it off quickly. It's like God. What's this? Is why podcasts suck so bad. And then I realized it was us. I'm so glad my show is Bowie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, hope we, we got better. Nate's been away too long. He, he uh, forgot. forgot yeah, didn't I don't even know button. where the button is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I always say this, but this week we really got a lot to do, so I'm just going to get right to right. it. I want to thank our sponsor, More Beer. I've uh, been our sponsor for, well, forever, really. You can go over to morebeer.com right now and check them out. We love those dudes, and uh, they love us, too. They've been real good to us. So show them some love by shopping next time you need something homebrew-related uh, or home coffee-roasting-related or home winemaking-related. Uh, Hand on over to morebeer.com and, and give our friends a, a try. They're good people. Tonight on the program, Bay Area favorite, one of our favorites. Uh, gosh, if, if we were to have a top three list in the Bay Area, they'd be on it, right, Tasty? It would, yeah, they would be. 
like really high on it. <laughs> yeah, they're on. Well, it's all like a tie. I mean, they're all. Yeah. Once, well, all your, once every you get, one of your beers are good. Yeah. Then you're on. The, then you're tied. You're there. Yeah. Cellar Maker Brewing Company's in the studio with us tonight. We got a bunch of their beer on tap. I'm drinking their uh, Blood and Thunder. Mm, me too. American yes. IPA right now. It's got some serious juice in it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's a good beer. Very good. It's not sweet, but it's very hop juicy. I like it. Yeah. Well, thundered it up for that one. <laughs> what <is> that? <laughs> so what's the thunder? Uh, what's that name about? Yeah, that's uh, South African hops. Oh, that's that's the thunder, the I guess. I thought it was. A is wh- it? Yeah, there's South African hops in two different. So what's the blood? The South- blood is the American hops. No, oh. the South African farm workers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like blood diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you got to go political on us already. Five minutes in, man. I would jump in. Yeah, I thought it was a World of Warcraft reference. Yeah, but so, uh, I mean, it could be all of it. Because the whore, they you know they say blood, it is. blood and thunder is like a war cry. It is. Yeah, and I was like, oh look, these fucking nerds. This is gonna be amazing. I'm gonna have a lot of fun. But now that I like, know it's just hops, I don't give a shit. Connor can when, tell us for sure. He he helped come up with a name on this. Like when you say it's a war cry on World of Warcraft, you yeah. mean like when you sit there and you play with your headphones and microphone on and stuff, like you all go, Blood and Thunder! <laughs> no, the char- like, like the ogres in the game say blood, like that's oh, their do. like, uh, you know, I see. racial you, 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 war but cry. But you do wear the headset and the microphone, right? No, I don't, no. I don't talk to, I don't, I'm not on vent. Oh. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't PVP. I just PVE. <laughs> How do you talk smack, though? I thought that's part of the thing. No, I, that's more like Call of Duty or something. I mean, you can, but when you're usually when you're playing against other people, but I just quest. Okay. I'm in it for personal achievements. Okay. Not necessarily defeating young kids. <laughs> I'm in it for personal <laughs> achievements. I save that for Red Dead Redemption. Oh, you got to set know. goals in life, you know. <laughs> you do. And then miss those Obtainable goals. ones. Yeah. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 11-year-olds. Yeah, got to keep yes. the bar low, man. It's hey, true. you know, JP playing video games reminds me our Firestone Walker behind-the-scenes video is oh. now out. You can check. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we put it out last Monday, and it's on our YouTube page. It's also on our Facebook page, uh, YouTube slash Brewing Network or Facebook slash Brewing Network. And you see Beardy and JP playing video games. <laughs> well, it's one of the cool things in they the do. Nude. It, we thought they had swimming suits on, but hey, that's something. Yeah, we were naked, and we're working on a, a behind the scenes behind the scenes video that should be Ooh. getting released in another week or so too. Meta behind the scenes. It's Does even that include those t- girls that were in that RV. Oh no, that's, you, that's behind the behind. That'll be the other. The Okay. Yeah, you'll have to be a member to get that one. We're <laughs> also starting a new member site for Brewers Porn, basically. Right. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, check out our Firestone video. I'm really proud of it. I think it came out great. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what's coming up here? Let me get through this really quick. The Mammoth Blues of Palooza, Mammoth Blues and Brews Festival, that's this weekend it's coming up. It's finally here. Go get your tickets, yeah. mammothbluesbrewsfest.com, mammothbluesbrewsfest.com. Check it out. We're heading up there. I think we're going to get there Thursday night and party. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, the whole shebang starts. That's when the headliner, I believe, plays. Trombone Shorty's playing Friday night. It's going to be awesome. And then Saturday is the uh, beer fest part of it, uh, along with more music. You can go get all this information and more at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com. But if you are on the fence about going, get off the fence. Join us. Go get your tickets right now. <laughs> and um, it's razor wire, and that's got to hurt. Yeah. So stop it. We're going to shoot some video of the event, too, much like we did for Firestone. So come up to us. Maybe you'll get on, on camera. We'll put you in our behind-the-scenes mammoth fest video. <laughs> I think this video needs more tasty, so uh, we're going to need to get yeah, you yeah, putting, your, there. putting your tattoos on events. cleavage and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the kind of tasty we want, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So well, I'll be doing that, of course. Okay. All right. So uh, go check it out and, and get your tickets and join us. It's going to be fun. Do your Amazon shopping. It's a great way to support us by clicking the Amazon link right there on our homepage, and then you just shop as normal, and we get a little piece of the action. Do we have a product of the week? Yes, very quickly. Uh, Stella McCartney women's Leia ribbed ankle crop jeans. Would you like to take a guess how much these jeans were? Oh, they are not cheap. Twelve ninety five. That was a beaver new right away. Yeah. Two hundred bucks. Five hundred and twenty eight dollars. And that's marked down from nine hundred and sixty. This person saved four hundred and thirty two dollars. Yeah, All right. That's pretty good. What is ankle cropped? That like, means they're like, like high waters? Jeans? Oh, like uh, they uh, there's that elasticy part on the ankle oh, like that hugs it. Oh. So they're overcharging like somebody for lycra. That's what. That's, yep. that's exactly that's right. What just happened. Yeah, we have a well, new God concept. It's called elastic. <laughs> it's a new technology. Paul yes. McCartney's daughter. Uh, oh, that's who. As if she makes doesn't him? have enough money, wait ten minutes. That kid's gonna die anyway, <laughs> and she'll get all his money. It'll be fine. She doesn't need to rip people off. Uh, well, we're glad she's uh, selling high-priced items because yes. we got a nice commission. 8%. We, it was $42.24. Sweet. So you right. are the man, man or woman. Good tonight. Okay. We'll pay for some of our beers tonight. All right. All right. You can also support us by subscribing and joining the BN Army. You know, all of our programming is free, and many of you donate. And if you click the Donate button and become a recurring donor, we love you even more. And I'm going to be honest with you. We wouldn't be here today if folks like you didn't do that. And we always need more to do it. Um, you know, one day people would like to stop working for minimum wage i'm sure of it so uh help us out hit the subscribe button right there on the page it's the donate button there's a little dog tag there and you can become a recurring donor for as little as two dollars a month gives you first access to our ticket sales and you get a a monthly newsletter that actually goes out every month it's amazing and uh all sorts of good stuff so do us a favor click the donate button we need it all right uh you can get all these updates and more over on twitter and Uh, send show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. I'm going to do feedback in just a moment. But okay. first, how about we uh, announce our Twitter game? Let's do it. Twitter game is brought to you by the folks producing the Labruski Cruise, which is <laughs> happening early next year in March, right, Moscow? Yeah, March you're, 1, you're one through uh, 5. Uh, the uh, preliminary brewery list, uh, Avery, Ballast Point, Boulder Boulevard Brewery, Cascade, Cigar City, Coronado, Dogfish Head, Founders, and it goes on and on and on. It's nice. going to be a, a great lineup, and they're, they're working on more every day. Wow. So join us. All right, so we're going to be there and what we're doing with the twitter game is each week's twitter winner between now and i believe december did we say i think we're gonna do it around christmas it's uh, yet to be determined but for the next little while for the next little while every uh, twitter winner is entered to win a cabin it'll be a trip for two on the labruski cruise so uh help us play the twitter game and help yourselves get on the labruski cruise what is today's twitter game well, uh, you know, I was inspired for today's Twitter game by watching um, that new show with Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner called It's Just Kate or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, the show? Taryn's sister is watching it. Sounds boring. Um, yeah, well, so then I thought, you know, if we went transgender, mm-hmm. we would have to pick new names, right? Because oh. it's not Bruce, it's Caitlyn, which I don't know how you get Caitlyn from Bruce. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, you know what I mean? So anyway, so if, if the BN staff... <laughs> All went transgender. What would our names be? So, and I put all our names out just because in case okay. people don't understand. Justin, JP, Beverly. I just had to use full names. Scott, Warren, Nate, and Tasty. Okay. Which I felt like instead of <laughs> calling Tasty Mike, I feel like that's going to be the, the winner. Like the, that's going to be the crux of this to, to win this whole game. I think what Tasty other adjective is, can he's, you use? I feel like he's already his transgender name. <laughs> his, okay. it, that one goes either way. Yeah. Tasty's There's no like, longer around. It's Tasty. Now. I've seen a, uh, people have sent me links to a couple of songs about somebody called Tasty. Oh. Somebody told me there was a uh, TV series. Uh, 
What does it have to do some with some chick was named Tasty? Oh, really? Yeah, but every oh, time I it's see. always a chick. The songs about a chick, or it's a chick in the in the in the park. Do we need to get John from Beer Law Center on uh, protect, <laughs> protecting your name? No, I think uh, we need to get uh, Caitlyn Jenner on to explain to Tasty and encourage him to come out and transfer. Wow, it and sounds like he's halfway there with the name. <laughs> Well, he might be inspired to pick Juicy. Got, there's another half I got, I'm juicy. working on. It's still tough. I've never. And I didn't hear Doc on that list. Doc's just Doc. Yeah, what about oh, I, Doc? Uh, I forgot. Okay, yeah. no worries. All right, so that's our Twitter Diesel. game. Send in our our new transgendered names. Doc's not here. And, uh, so what do you want? I can't wait to see Bevo as a man. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now the best boobs on any man ever. <laughs> that's uh, I've been beer festivals. That's not a fact. <laughs> right. All right. Let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. Who do, you go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. He does a great job protecting the hop grenade. I had to send him another link today of, <gasps> of yet another. Uh, you, you discovered it just as we were about to go to air. Did someone email it to you? Or? Uh, yeah. So Aaron, uh, one of our managers here at the Hop Grenade, emailed it to me like on Friday night, which I have to kick him in the balls for. Don't email me angering Ruin things your weekend. on Friday nights. Oh. I, I oh. then obsess Ruin, about yeah. that. And don't send them after 7 p.m. And don't. I have a lot of rules to keep my sanity. And one of them is not to send me angering things the, at the weekend. Oh, you delicate flower. I am. I'm a very, yeah. Listen, if I, if I don't have me? these rules, I have to go back to therapy. This is how I stay out of therapy. Well, it's free anyway, but then don't answer your email. No, my guy moved away. So oh. I'll have, unless, until I find someone else who realizes I'm a hell of a project, yeah. uh, they can write their, you know, their next PhD on me, I'll have to pay for it. So these, it's sure. a delicate balance. Yeah. You, well, you, just don't answer your email. It's your fault. It's not his. All they have to do is start ripping off the hop grenade, and then you'll be back in therapy <laughs> with them. So. Right. Yeah, well, I'll have to take your LinkedIn, so, that, you know, so everybody knows what headpiece you are, and they'll be calling you. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. All right, go over to BeerLawCenter.com and let John help you out, too, man. He keeps me sane. Okay, uh, let's see. Ooh, Green Mountain Drinker writes in. Green Mountain Drinker. He wants the haters to shut it. He says, hello, grease test brewcasters on Earth. I think he meant greatest. <laughs> grease but, test. Uh, grease yeah. test. A little voice to text yeah, going on there. On Earth. And JP. Uh, two things from last week's Chuckanut episode. Kia Ora, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but Kiora uh, simply means hello in the Maori language. Maori are the indigenous people to New, to New Zealand, where your feedbacker was from. Okay, so I guess that's a correct. It's also a cheap Japanese Thank car. A Kia Ora. Uh, number two, he says, uh, shut the F up to the hater that was complaining about the session only being about interviews with brewers. Really? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> first of all, this is probably my favorite line ever. Uh, first of all, Justin is the best interviewer I have ever heard next to Howard Stern. Wow. <laughs> Did, did you add the stern part, or was that in the letter? No, that's what he oh. put on there. And, I, uh, I hesitated to put that in. I was like, are you... Uh, no, fine. All right. Fine. Well, hey, Stern's a, he is a mighty interviewer. That's, a, that's a fine compliment. That's what I'm saying. Say, you, don't like you, just, like, you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, yeah. I'm clearly not the best to, since like, Howard Stern. But I'm up there. I'm in the top, like, 600. You are good, I'm but, you know, that's kind of unbelievable. I would say yes. it's, like, yeah. it's like Howard... Magic Johnson. <laughs> Arsenio. Yeah. Magic Johnson. Yeah. You're somewhere right below Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you're probably right. You can print it out and frame it and highlight that part. That's right what I will do. Here. Yeah, I'm not going to frame what JP said. I'm going to print this out and With frame it. With a certificate it. of authenticity. <laughs> yeah. This was said on this date and time. That's right. All right. Secondly, he says, uh, I learned more about brewing from the interviews with actual brewers than I learned anywhere else. I take at least one thing away from every brewer interview. Me too. And usually more. 
if you don't learn anything about brewing from these interviews, you must be an effing rock. Mitch Steele, Matt Brinelson, Vinny, the guy from Chuckanut. <laughs> on like last week yeah uh f uh fuck he says are, are you f. f that didn't work it no. no i was like yeah, i gotta say that one uh are you sure you're listening to the session if you want a, a straight info on how to brew and nothing else go to listen to brew strong or the sour hour or any of the other great shows on the bn all good shows other than that shut the fuck up respectfully green mountain drinker P.S. I just noticed that I spelled greatest wrong in my greeting, but I liked that the misspelling came out as grease test, so it made me laugh and I kept it. Sent for the bottom of my dirty glass. So it wasn't just drunk. Oh, the club of the year comments still coming in. Uh, Hey, guys, I share your annoyance about people making a big stink about the club of the year award. People should just brew better beer. My club puts on an ongoing competition of our own uh, for best brewer of the year, and we have uh, many members who contend for the award. However, without getting into too many details, many people complain about one particular member who brews awesome beer and wins lots of competition medals, uh, saying that competition points that count towards our award shouldn't be worth as many points, blah, 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 blah. And he just goes on and says, is bullshit. If you want to win, enter beer, apply the feedback given, and make better beer. Um, sorry for blathering on from TK. Yeah, I got to admit, as every day goes by, I keep leaning closer toward us dropping out entirely. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, I just don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> All right, Luke writes in, good noon. Uh, good day, respectable gentleman and lady. <laughs> Uh, Luke from Fairfield, Connecticut here, and I'm a very new home brewer and listener, about eight months brewing, and four of those months have already been wasted listening to you asshats talk about God knows what. I've recently gone back in the archives and listened to most of Lunch Meat. Why don't you do that show anymore? It's a true shame. It's a great question. Is there any hope for future Lunch Meats? Uh, if not, I think we should start a petition to bring back at least the Olympics. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Don't you have a couple in the can? I think so. Probably. I think just one. I think we have one from here. Right. That was the best lunch meat ever, by the way. But the audio was real bad. I was, it's all distorted and stuff. Uh, I, was still, I was still figuring things out in here. The imp- you, you just can't surpass greatness. You already achieved that. You just leave that as it is. Good call. This is going to be like... Uh, it's my... That was my Hotel California. <laughs> well, it's, uh, since it's unreleased, it's going to be like The Day the Clown Cried. <laughs> right. Like Jerry Lewis uh, yeah. thing yeah. about the Holocaust. Yeah. Never. Never going to be seen by the, in the light of day. Yeah, to answer your question, there is a, I don't know, a slim to no chance that lunch, <laughs> that lunch meat will ever... So you're saying that... I don't know why. I chance. would do that in a second. Yeah. I know you wouldn't, but uh, I would if I had, if I had time. I would. Yeah. I well, we can time. get rotating, uh, you know, guest hosts. It'd be it'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, what else is gonna happen here on a Friday afternoon? Not much. Yeah. Lunch meat makes me like drives me to drink. Like it makes me drink in the middle of the day because of all the insane people in the world with cool news stories and stuff. I don't know. It's just too fun. And then I'm like, oh, we should just have a beer now and drink for the rest of the day. I would hate having fun consistently on a regular basis. I mean, it's not like this show, which is a fucking drag. Right. You know? <laughs> Lunch meat is just too much fun. What would you normally yeah, do real work? on a Friday afternoon? It's like a few hour head start, right? Yeah, that's true. I usually do start pretty early on Fridays anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Like in the morning. So anyway, he goes on to say he loves every show. Uh, good knowledge, etc. Good noon from Luke. Cool. Thanks. Sent from JP's iPhone. Uh, 
Michael wants to know, hey, love the shows. The beer gods have blessed me with a business trip to Denver in September, which will get me to the Great American Beer Festival for the first time. Will you guys be there? Yes, we will. We're always there. And you can find our booth uh, in the Homebrew Marketplace. And you can also find us doing shows and content from the Brewers Studio Pavilion in the center of the hall. We're always there doing it. All right. Stern Look Brewer writes in about Tasty. About tasty gems. He says, hey, I'm a podcast listener here. (laughs) Love the show. Keep up the good work, yada, yada. Tasty had me lolling. Uh, (laughs) Listen back to the Gladfield show. And at uh, 129, uh, you all were talking about Gabby putting stitches in people. And out of nowhere, Tasty, uh, Tasty says real low. Or check your anal glands. Check your anal glands, too. Oh, is that it? The clip right there? That was it. Oh, she's a veterinarian. Play it again. What does he do? Take care of your anal glands, too. So he goes on to say, uh, I think you guys missed it, uh, but I must have laughed for three minutes straight. I actually didn't miss it. I I remember that very clearly, and I lulled myself, but I did it (laughs) off the microphone because Gabby had gone on talking. Oh, no, yeah. And so there was definitely some anal gland lulling going on, if, if that's a thing. Uh, he says, Tasty gems happen all the time, albeit creepy as fuck, no, but, but damn hilarious. Keep it up. Whatever floats your boat, Tasty. <clears throat> all right. And finally, our spam of the week was titled, Eight New Fuck Buddies Are Waiting. What? I have to whisper because it's out in the, <laughs> yeah. out in the thing. Yeah. It's out in the bar. Well, it's right very now. important we read we this, We win our too, choice, so. so yeah, don't let them know about it. Got to get through it. Yeah. He says, the he, she, I don't know who's writing the thing, says, uh, <laughs> I don't want to date anyone right now, but I still want to get effed. <laughs> well, that's common. Do you like girls with a little extra thickness? <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking? Like, where's the, th- you know, I always have so many questions. Like, where's the thickness? Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, are you talking Liz and Julia on Big Brother? Like, the difference between the, the two girls there? Or are you talking, like, you know, 30 pounds? <laughs> I don't know those people. Really? Um, oh, that's right. You don't, you don't have fun. I forgot. <laughs> well, we're going to re- respond to this, obviously. So uh, Right. So maybe we'll find out. Like, if we're talking, like, Bevo thickness, I'm all in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like a little thickness. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Um, although, I really like that my women actually like... actually classifies as a creepy as fuck mom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I said, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. See? Right. <laughs> so there like, you go. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, you got eight. I like you better from. when he thought I was too I fat. do tend to like my women a little more heroin addict looking. Yeah. Oh. Like, like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, like ribs poking out. Like I, uh. But, you know, every now and then, sure, I like a little thickness, seductress 25. <laughs> uh, so I guess if you like it, you should message me. My username is seductress25 at yes. hottestdates.eu. Oh, I do like European broads, too. So And so they handy. probably really are addicted to heroin. So that's a bonus for you. And you got eight to choose from so you can say I want from heroin to healthy right oh. range. Full range. From, <laughs> from heroin to healthy that's my new book Nathan yeah. it's coming out uh, I'm writing it now it's called from heroin to healthy isn't it from healthy to it heroin <laughs> yeah mine is an opposite progression and I just sure. read the flap and the first side yeah. of the cover says well I'm three weeks clean now and yeah. it continues from there I am so I was thinking about this the other day um for one, I really want to retire early, uh, like 40-ish. Smart. Um, like 40 minutes? But two, I figure whenever I, like, I'm going to get old really fast. I'm going to have health. I'm going to have problems. Yeah. I'm not going to make it very far. Right. I was thinking I'm probably going to take up heroin mm-hmm. at one point. Because yeah. why not? Like, things aren't going to be going that great anyway. Smart. Uh, if, you have, if you're in pain or whatever, like, I'm yeah. going to be, I'm, I feel like heroin's a good plan. 
I think it's really smart. Like at the, it's at the end anyway, so yeah. why not? Why not try those things? It's, this is where people get it wrong. They they do it in the beginning. They ruin their life. Well, y- yes. But yeah. If you do it at the end, when they can you know, bounce back from it, you get to enjoy all the things of it, and you're gone anyway. Good point. Let, let me just offer a piece of advice: uh, smoke it instead of shooting it. Because really? most of the problems are from injecting. So if you don't oh. do that, you're fine. I hear the problem is though that like eventually, That's not true. It's smoking. It's not enough. Like you get a better no. little. Little punch if you inject it. You yeah. Know? Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So. That's, that, uh, you get hooked on it faster if you're injecting it, but your health problems are from the withdrawal. It's not yeah. Yeah. how you would shoot it up. Nope. It's from uh, it's from the <clears throat> injection and uh, what do you call it? In- infections. And, no. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought it was OD. Okay. <laughs> OD. Well, well, that too. But yeah. yeah, you can have problems with it if you don't OD. Not yeah. everybody who's yeah. on it ODs. If you don't inject, oh. you smoke it, and then you have lung issues, or you do an eyedropper at the back of your nose, and you have palate issues. It's you have right. issues. However, you do it. It's the drug. It's not. All right. Can yeah. I just Whatever. I don't want to talk about the bad parts true. of it. I, t- you, I, wanna, I just want to get high. You, you know, wanted to no, censor true. the F word, and now you're a proponent for heroin. Talking about copping? You're an idiot. Be- so, and here's, here's the, I was literally thinking about this stuff. You were like, actually, you were included in my thought process. Of course I was. Because <laughs> the other thing was like, I was like, <laughs> mind you. well, Bebo is really oh good. Like you will, I figure that you're always going to be in my life. Like you're a good friend and you're really good to me. So I was thinking when I'm sort of incapacitated, Bevo will be the one who cops for me. Like she'll be out getting me heroin. You think she'll get you a kit and all that kind of stuff? Wait. Yeah. You're going to be my heroin. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Clean needles. She'll make sure to always get clean needles. Yeah, this is, you'll make sure I'm safe. I will probably make sure you get clean. But I I, I will say regardless, I would snort it. I wouldn't inject it because that's too crazy. Yeah. That's crazy shit. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, snort smoke, just don't inject. That it all. depends on how long I'm doing it for. So so I agree with you, like just to start I'll I'll just snort it, smoke it, whatever. But if I do live longer than I expect I'll up. probably end up shooting. Yeah. And they want the patch. You'll try all. <laughs> yeah, I want the patch. <laughs> the heroin patch? Yeah. It'll be, by then, it'll be a thing. Just go straight for methadone. Of course, it'll be a thing. Right. Then, I get, then it's all prescription. Then Bevo has to pick up my methadone prescription no, I have every to drive you Bevo. to the methadone clinic. <laughs> well, it's going to be near your house anyway. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, I want to remake train spotting with the, with the BN. Oh. Like Bevo would be uh, oh, the, 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 uh, the dude, the mother or whatever, where. Um, Who? You and McGregor in the room to die. No, yeah. like the, the you and McGregor goes into the happens, to the right? squat house to uh, to like shoot up. Yeah, and there's the dude who all he does is hook people up. That would be you. Oh yeah, yeah. I Sam see. would be um, you know the tweaker Dead? who got the job at the uh, at the uh, trap tried to get a job at the travel agency. <laughs> oh, high <laughs> on speed and shit. Other people's leisure. That'd yeah, be Sam. That it'd is be, Sam. It'd be amazing. <laughs> that is this would be a good remake. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Well, that's your that's our future for you. So, uh, right. you know, well, it's your future. Very right. Things yeah. are looking up. Cellar Maker Brewing Company is on the program with us today. We're going to take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have some more of their beer and learn all about Cellar Maker Brewing from San Francisco, California. Hang in there. It's the session. We're broadcasting live from the Hop Grenade. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. 
morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com Craft beer and kick-ass music. This is the year to attend the 20th Annual Mammoth Festival of Beers and Bluesapalooza in beautiful Mammoth Lakes, California. Enjoy more than 80 breweries like Mammoth Brewing, Anchor, Fireman's, Bear Republic, Anderson Valley, Stone, Green Flash, Firestone Walker, Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, Deschutes, and many, many more. On stage, you'll hear Trombone Shorty and Orleans Avenue, Johnny Lang, Robert Cray, Robin Ford, Ruthie Foster, Carolyn Wonderland, Tommy Castro and the Pain Killers, the Sly Brothers, and much more. It's the most incredible lineup ever to take a mammoth stage. Don't miss the 20th Annual Mammoth Festival of Beers and Bluesapalooza, Thursday, July 30th through Sunday, August 2nd. Tickets and more information at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com or call 888-825-5484. Tickets for some events will sell out early. Get yours at mammothbluesbrewsfest.com or call 888-825-5484 today. Casters are back. It is four oh one beer. Whatever.
Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Boy, do we have a lot to do today and a lot of good beer to drink. While we're doing that, you should maybe go over to Beersmith.com and check out the Beersmith homebrewing software. It is free for 21 days. You can go check it out. Download it for PC or Mac and uh, check it out. You don't have to take my word for it because if you don't like it in the end, then you don't need it. Uh, but go check it out. It's homebrewing software that does everything you need it to do. You can imagine your best beer ever and brew with confidence. Plus, there's a podcast over there. There's DVDs. You did a, a DVD with John Palmer, or uh, our old buddy John Palmer. So go check it out, beersmith.com. He's a great supporter of the BN, and, and you should support him, too. All right. In the meantime, we are talking to the boys from Cellarmaker Brewing Company in San Francisco. We've got uh, Tim Shasha. Shasha. Is that, did I get it right? That's right. And Connor Casey, uh, the co-founders of Cellar Maker Brewing Company, in the studio with us. How's we are going? We are big fans of you guys and, and your beer. We're big fans of you. At least a beer. Thanks, man. At least a beer. Yeah, like... We're we'll, waiting to see what the verdict is on you guys. We'll tell you after the show about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, we know these guys. We hang and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're cool. I'm pretty sure that you guys were on our, like, opening tap list, even. Um, even yeah, before I knew so. too much about your beer, our... Our general manager, Kevin, uh, was was a huge fan, too. And he made sure. I said, look, yeah. you got to build us just the best list, uh, as many local beers as we can, too. But you can go outside the local area. Best list you can. And you guys were, like, at the Mo top, at the uh, top of it. I thought you were going to say we, you settled for us. Uh, and we settled for you. Yeah. <laughs> never said no. Uh, Mo Nelson. Mo was, Nelson. That's what we had yep. on first. Oh, yeah. Opening Nelson, night. Yeah. And I think it went fast, too. So you guys, you really came out of the gate brewing great beer. How long has Cellar Baker been around? Uh, we opened in October of 2013, so we're creeping up on two years, even though it still feels super new. Sure. Okay. couple years. And you chose to build your brewery in San Francisco, which seems like a difficult choice to me. Uh, it's expensive, and I'm assuming the zoning laws were difficult. Give me a little background. Why San Francisco? Um well, San Francisco is a big city, and we get a lot of visitors, and uh, I worked in Soma at City Beer Store for a while. Okay. And saw a lot of people coming and going. You Great know, place. Conventions, too. and you got um, lots of people who are really, really into beer. And uh, sure, San Francisco is difficult, but it's a big market, and our taste room is really busy. It is, all the and, time. Uh, I, every time I'm there. It's, it's awesome. We're grateful for it, and uh, it's what really makes it work. I, I always say you can never have a production brewery in San Francisco. Obviously, Anchor does it, but they're they're old and yeah. sure they're dialed in. Um, but, yeah, it makes sense for us having the taste room component is what really makes it happen. The zoning mm-hmm. sucked. Um, there was a day where they said, you know, you can only do taster glasses and five ounces or less and sit, you know, deal with that. And we were like, no, no, no. So um, the city was kind of confused. Um, it kind of sucked, and we got through it, and we try and forget about it as much as we can. So the city may be confused about that, but the ABC, I'm sure, wasn't, because you're not totally. the first brewery in San Francisco. Not at all. Okay. Uh, we're just another Type 23. we got a tasting room. we got a brewery in the back, um, okay. similar to what you see all over the state. It just happened to be in San Francisco. So a Type 23 is a production brewery, though, right? Or is that a brew? It's not a brew pub. It's a brew pub. Oh, it I mean, is. I mean, production's a loaded word. It depends on how far you take it, I think. But Type 23 is brew pub. So does that mean you have to have a kitchen? Nope. No. It means we can't do guest taps because we don't have a kitchen, and we can't do cider, and we can't do wine. Got it. So, so we could make 
tons of beer if we wanted to. We could be a production facility. Okay. But uh, the way we like to do it, and I'm sure we'll get into it, is just like small, hands-on, yeah. tiny little spot. So it is a tiny – it's a great spot. Um, Location-wise, if you're new to San Francisco, maybe you're a little nervous walking down the road. Uh, I'm not saying like it's dangerous or anything, but you go, God, is there a brewery here? You, you're walking <laughs> and you're walking – and it's like a – I don't know what. It's like a plumber shop and a mechanic and it's, what. It's and, real, and but not too real. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's real, but not too real. Because there's other I've neighborhoods come a for that. long way in, <laughs> in like two and a half years, man. Wow. So it has. <laughs> and so you guys are right down the street from City Beer, right? Mm-hmm. We are. And to a degree, that neighborhood is the only neighborhood I think it made sense rent-wise for okay, us. Okay. I think we were kind of like, we want to be in the heart of the city, and the rent's crazy, but Soma is kind of shitty, and we're jumping in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's but you can nicer. access it so but easily it's, from it's Clark, right. totally. any of the buses. Well, Soma means south of Market, for those okay. that don't know, Market Street. Okay, Market Street being sort of the main, uh, at least if you're a tourist, the main artery through uh, San Francisco. Yeah, the finds the good yeah. stuff from the shitty stuff. Right. right. Yeah. Now, it sounds so far like I'm shitting on the location, but I was getting to a point, <laughs> no, which is that you're, you're walking, you're walking, and then you get to Cellar Maker, and it's this awesome little spot. Uh, your tasting room is pretty big. Uh, I know you guys probably consider it small because it's packed all the time, but in my opinion, it's, it's, it's pretty big. Especially when you then compare it like to the brewery, you guys have crammed everything yeah. into this space. When you get back into the brewery, like it's just wall to wall stainless, right? Yeah, and there's some barrels. That's uh, seven fermenters, four brights, the brew house. Uh, you know, the grain room in the back with the keg cleaner and stuck in this tiny little room in the back also. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is... And uh, a 20 barrel coming and, Yeah, 20 days. barrel coming uh, very soon. Wow. Uh, to do some double batching of more popular beers. So uh, that surprised me because my next question was basically, you guys planned for zero growth in that location. It seemed to me that, like, that was that. No, we, we, yeah. we knew we could fit more. You did? Yeah. Uh, but oh, you guys are good. That's <laughs> it, like it's totally, I describe it like Tetris or like a San Francisco apartment. You got to make the most of it. You got to think about it from the get-go. You know, we started with four fermenters, but there were always glycol connections to add more. Okay. So we, we started with four 10-barrel fermenters. Now we're up to seven. Now we're adding the 20. Now we're kind of maxing out. Okay. But um, we're happy with it. We want to keep the tasting room, you know, plenty of beer there. Yeah. And then... Bars like you guys that yeah. are awesome and take care of the beer and serve it fresh. We try to have it all the time. Yeah, are you guys going broke or are you making money? You can go big. <laughs> yeah, doing dual call exactly. They're going to buy up Cellar Maker next. Hey, who knows? Yeah, they're like ah, we need a little satellite location. Are you guys making money or are you, are you going broke? We're paying people off. You yeah. are. Yeah, That's not good. not to. Do shady shit or anything. Yeah. <laughs> We're paying investors off slowly. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a crazy thing. I don't know. Uh, to be a business owner at the age of thirty and to yeah. Be, and, Doing this, uh, it's, it's it's a wild ride, man. I mean, a lot yeah. at stake, but you just kind of jump in the pool and go for it. Yeah, you, know? you just do it. Do you guys Don't get stressed out? Does that bother? Does it bother you? Drink or, a beer. Are you, are you yeah. pretty chill? Pretty easy going? I'm like an anxious East Coaster. I definitely like. <laughs> yeah. I wake up. I'm like, ah, oh, new day. I'm like, oh god, I'm so anxious. <laughs> <laughs> Everything could fall apart today. <laughs> Constantly. I was talking to Jamil about that the other day. Him and I uh, have the same outlook about business which is that we wake up every day thinking that everything is going to go to shit. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, we're like, oh, well, that, was no, that wasn't bad. Things are okay. Yeah. And, and I, got, I got this under control. And then it starts over again the next morning, every single day, thinking we have no idea what we're doing, and everything's going to go to shit. All of the stressing over it, though. I mean, it's, you're going to do it for years and years, and then one day, everything will go to shit. But the actual <laughs> experience of it happening will not yeah. be nearly as bad as the years of stressing about it. I, com- it's I like agree 100%. It's right? Taking the test is not as bad as the four days thinking you spend about the test. worried about studying Yeah, but then you can also be like, I 
told you it's gonna go to shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's right. prepared. And right. it's this weird <laughs> nagging feeling that if you're not paying attention to how it could go to shit, you won't be able to stop it from going to shit. That's right. that's the feeling. So I'm not accusing you of this. I'm I just saying this is how I at all. I think you're super sane. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, and when it all goes to shit, hopefully you'll be dead of a heroin overdose anyway. Right. Well, if not, then very shortly after. Right. Well, that's why he's gonna. gonna He's yeah. going to bail at Same 40. Day. Yeah, that's why I'm bailing at 40-ish. 39. I'm, yeah. th- I'm also 38. So. Pull that parachute. It's really just an anvil. Yeah. So you'll be all right. <laughs> but, you, but you guys have a, a pretty good model because of the tasting room. How much of your beer do you sell just right there yourselves? We're doing about 60% over the bar. <sighs> that's, so a, that's awesome. That's, it, it is awesome because you get to go. You're drinking pale ale and IPA right out of a serving tank. It's yeah. not moving around. It's it's super super fresh and it's well handled. So yeah, uh, we like that. It's a good margin, and again, it's kind of it's why it makes sense being in the city. Yeah, could um, you do more uh, than sixty percent? I think we go above that sometimes. Yeah, average, average on the week, the average I mean, is around sixty. Probably. We could be busier on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but on the weekend, it's. It's, uh, it's We're grateful for how busy we are, but it's a complaint. I can't get a seat. So I, right. you're not uh, great problem to have. stealing beer out of the tap room to, to get it to accounts? Like yeah. the rare barrel? I think that's one thing that Connor took a lot of time and effort to kind of figure out was hmm. how and – and at the beginning, it would be like totally up and down. I mean, like we'd run out of beer suddenly. But we really put a lot of focus on – how much uh, beer is going to be allocated to people like yourselves or mm-hmm. uh, some of our other friends? Uh, and, and really, like, we knew IPA is going to sell a lot, right? Pale Ale is going to sell. So, we, you know, we only release so much of that. So maybe we sell 80% of that. But then there's uh, the, the Saison or whatever, and we know, okay, we can keep a lot of that in-house. It's not going bad right away. Okay. And we'll sell um, – you know, we'll sell a lot of it, but over more time. And then some beers like, okay, this one we're going to really push out. Mm-hmm. So. It's nice to hear how strategic you guys are about that because one of the the words that just always sticks in my head when I think of cellar maker is fresh. We always get this really – this should be obvious for most brewers, by the way, but it's not. And um, part of that is, is just how the market works sometimes. But part of it is planning. I think you guys really plan well. I mean I have picked up beer from you personally, Connor, where it was kegged 15 minutes before. That's awesome. And in fact, I think I've picked up beer so fresh from you guys that we've had a conversation we where – We made you wait. Yeah, where you're like, <laughs> you can't tap this. Take, uh, for one, we haven't tapped it yet. Yeah. And two – it's almost too fresh. It's not how we want it to taste yet. So as Tim was uh, saying, you know, IPA is in the highest demand in the tasting room, but also out of the tasting room. So what yeah. do you do? You make more. You feel like you're making just IPA all the time, but it's what everybody wants. So you make a different one each time. And you keep it interesting. Um, but, yeah, from a freshness perspective, yeah. it's you're going, okay, what's the weekend going to be like? It's going to be busy. But I, how much IPA can I comfortably send out? You send it out, and maybe a week later you revisit, and there's one or two more kegs you can squeak out to an account. Okay. But ideally, uh, I would say 90% of our hoppy beer you're going to drink is delivered to an account within less than a week of coming out. Um, and we push all of them to tap it within three or four days. So And keep yeah. it cold. It, and yeah. keep it cold the whole time, which is the, the biggest thing as well. And and really, I think the oldest hoppy beer you're going to get from us at a bar is going to be maybe 15 days old. Right. Um, and cold storage. So If cool you guys don't get greedy, you have the potential to follow the Vinny Chalurzo model, which is what you're doing we right now. We look up to which Uncle is, Vinny, for he, sure. Yeah. Like he has always controlled every drop of that beer and the timing of it. And that was has been his choice not to expand out of uh, any capacity for him to control every drop of that. So that's why I say if you don't get too greedy, because opportunities will arise, sure. right? Oh, you can but, blow it up for sure. But then yeah. what does the beer taste like? It's yeah. like you sell people on this story, and then it's a totally different product you're selling them. So yeah. We talked uh, about 
the Vinny model uh, right away. And we said, man, how are we going to come up right out of the gates as this tiny little new brewery with, like, no one knows Connor, no one knows me. Right. Uh, and, and say to bars, like, hey, this is what we want to see. And we, I don't think we did right away. But the beer was good enough right off the bat where we were like, okay, you know what? There's some demand here. I think we can kind of, like, persuade people to do what we're thinking. And, and tap it fast uh, yeah. for good reason, not me first, me first. But yeah. tap it. Right away, because that distributed keg you're getting is already six weeks old. So we're all growing on the same rate yeah. too. So like bars like yourselves are understand that at the same time as we understand it. So sure, you know it's it's not a hard sell anymore. Did you get pushback at first from anybody? Like, nah, we'll serve it when we want. Thanks a lot. Saw so, uh, maybe a little bit, but I think the people we chose yeah. are savvy beer people. Carefully selected. I, yeah. I felt like you guys said it with authority. I was afraid of you. <laughs> like when you said don't tap that, I alright, I swear to God I won't, I'll put tape over he it. He must be somebody. I, <laughs> yeah, this is like authority. That's why I have to do it. And just tell people what you want. That's kind of how you're going to do it. So you said like who knows us, right? Like we're, we're new to this. You, and you don't have some long brewing resume before you started this company. Uh, both of you worked at breweries, right? Mm-hmm. We worked at the same brewery. At uh, at Marin? Yep. As brewers as well? No. I was in the back brewing. You were in the back. Connor okay, so Tim was in the back brewing, and Connor, you were out in the fr- okay. front of the house. Yep. All right. Um, home brewers, though? Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, my story is kind of got into craft beer pretty young. Uh, my brother's 12 years older than me. So, like, I was going, and he's kind of like, he was at that time very kind of hippie. Uh, so I'd be going to these, like, hippie parties, and the st- fridge instead of having you know bud in there had i'm from the east coast so like magic hat and shipyard and this is before they were bought out by big companies okay uh, uh when they were still good and, you know sam adams and, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh smutty nose love smutty nose yeah uh so that's what i was drinking at like 14 15 years old okay yeah uh, so i started and it tasted like dirt to me at first but i knew there's something different about it you know yeah uh so i was drinking that uh, I know there was Rolling Rock in that East Coast fridge, too. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> uh, there was definitely a few. Uh, and there was some real butt in there. <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the freezer. Yeah, the, the, the freezer. there was the hippie butt. Yeah. 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 Well, there's hippies, there's butt. <clears throat> That's right. But, yeah. I, so I started out drinking good started beer. Started drink beer. Yeah. Uh, got into home brewing in college. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, just uh, got the... Got the bug. Got the bug. Did you enter competitions with your homebrew? No, it was nothing like that. It was just no. a way for friends and I to get together and. Because I'm trying learn. to gauge how you got so good so fast. And uh, did you consider yourself a great home brewer? Did people really enjoy no, your beers? Never or, no. considered myself a great home brewer. Okay. Um, I. Yeah, I, I think my palate's really good. Okay. Uh, I, so after college, I went to Sam Adams. And I was doing tours there. Nice. At the Boston facility. And that was a really great experience, like constantly learning. Just like. He, he was good at it. Hit over. Thank you. That was impressive. You yeah. met him there, Tasty? Yeah, I was out for my Sam Adams. Uh, you get to go out and brew a beer with this uh, thing when I went to Oh, for the long shot, yeah. And uh, it basically was held at their pilot brewery, which is also. Was their tour place and tasting room? Yeah, and that's of. the only one I've been to. And, Matt you know, Tasty yeah. and Chad there. Oh, nice. And Chad yeah. and I are both out there for that. And uh, yeah, right, there's this intern guy. He's pretty pretty sharp for. Uh, <laughs> I had a mustache or whatever yeah. he was. Yeah. <laughs> Did they give you tasty cookies at the end of the tour? Is that how they yeah. tipped yeah. you out? I wish. You know, I had them. Can you tell Tasty? We drink free beer. A bunch of double IPA. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, bunch, was, no, that was fun. I got was, to talk to the two, one of the tour groups. That was it's cool. definitely the hoppiest beer that's ever passed through Sam Adams. It's probably great. even so far. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Wow. Um, but yeah, so you're there I doing tours for a while. Got the bug. Got okay. the bug. Uh, How'd you end up in California? 
wanted to brew, decided like, hey, this is what I want to do. And uh, I asked the brewers there, I was like, hey, can I get in, you know, doing some cellar work and work my way up? And they're like, oh, what, what's your degree in? I was like, uh, music. I'm like, mm, no. Oh. You need a science degree, biology or chemistry. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're a pretty big company. And they are. And, in. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that. Um, especially me. Just weeding out the, the riffraff. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, Even but, though you weren't, it's just, that's what they do. Well, also, they just know that you're useless because you have a music degree. So they're like... <laughs> totally, right? No, why don't you just keep doing the tours, Tim, and shut up about it. Or just DJ in the back or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we ever need a DJ, we'll call you. How about that? Uh, I'm useless. <laughs> that's Sam Adams. All the other companies say, you know, if you have an interest, and we have a lot of seller work, just jump right in there. We'll take you, right? That's... Pretty much what's going on. I think so. Still that way. But that's, so that's what the brewers there told me. said, yeah. go to California, man. There's so many. Boston was like, had nothing. Hmm. nothing. This is seven years ago now, eight years ago. And there was nothing in Boston. New England had a spattering of breweries. Yeah. Um, so they said, go to California, find a job there. You're going to scrub floors. You're going to clean kegs. Uh, and with the advice of uh, people like Burt Boyce, mm-hmm. who uh, yeah. brewed out here at Drake's and sure. uh, a couple other spots, um, you know, with his recommendation, came out here and just uh, was very lucky to get a job at uh, Marin Brewing, okay. which is, I mean, one of the best breweries around here. And then Arnie, one of the best brewers around. Yeah, Arnie's great. For, for, for that craft. reason, for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was getting at, too. So you really must have learned a lot from Arnie, uh, because that's your, that's your uh, hands-on brewing background before Cellar Maker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good mentor. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, guy is just like, he knows flavor. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's like he's a great cook. Yeah. He knows wine really well. He knows beer, obviously, very well. Uh, and you just, uh, he wasn't the guy who would like tell you what's up. You kind of had to watch him and learn from him and yeah. uh, extract it from him in your own way. You do. Um, every time I speak with him, I feel like I have to extract every word. He's a quiet guy. <laughs> he's a very you get quiet really guy. Going. He's uh, super chill, but decisive. If you're listening to what he's saying, he's yeah. very opinionated about it. Yeah. So I think he's that, not going to bury you with his opinion. He's going to wait for your reaction. that led me to be able to come up with my own ideas and, and really kind of see how Arnie did it and then think about him different ways. But like, it wasn't Arnie spoon feeding me stuff, yeah. which is just make me an Arnie copy. Sure. Right. Which probably wouldn't have been so bad either. And so you two met, uh, you both worked there. You met at Marin. At what point do you start saying, Hey, was it like a, a did you have a bad shift one day and you were tired of being <laughs> whatever you were doing? Yeah. We got to uh, go. Uh, and when do you start after the fact, um, I had left Marin. I started working at city beer full time. Um, was really enjoying myself there, but, had the plan of the brewery in the back of my head and was kind of looking at who was out there and, and went up to Marin and talked to a couple of old workers. And I was like, Hey, which batches of these did timber, you know, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm trying the beers and I'm like, this Marin IPA is awesome. He's sneaking a bunch of Simcoe in here and Arnie doesn't know about it. It never happened. Yeah. Sure did. <laughs> um, and, uh, we started talking and, and, you know, homebrew and, and, and talking about kind of how, what we wanted the brewery to be and, and what styles you want to focus on. And, Tim had just been out east checking out some East Coast breweries, and they, you know they're heavily rotating, and there's no no flagships, and 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 kind of like this free for all. Who gives a shit? Let's make whatever we want and see if people react to it. And um, it's worked out for us. It's, yeah. it's one of the things that that I kind of forget, and I know Tim and I kind of. Well, Tim doesn't forget it. He he makes a lot of recipes, but we rotate the hell out of our beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brewed like batch two seventeen the other day, and, and I think there's a hundred and fifty unique recipes. And wow. we're just now starting to, to repeat more because there's those beers that you have to make again because right. we really liked it. Um, but that's a big thing I think for our brewery that a lot of people 
Um, and it annoys some people too, but it, it's constantly rotating. It's constantly new, different. Um, try, you know, a new hop becomes available and, and we get it in the mail and we throw it in the batch the next day. Right. There's no production schedule, uh, like a larger brewery where it's like, oh, cool, mosaic's new. Like, we got to put this in a recipe next year. So you just go for it. You just yeah. do it. Yeah. We're one of these accounts that doesn't get annoyed by that. We get sad by it. Sometimes we order a beer and we're like, hey, when is this? And you're like, I don't know, maybe never. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in a year. We don't have a schedule. Uh, <laughs> it's like three weeks out, maybe. You yeah. Know? So we just go, ah. Oh. All right, well, we'll take whatever you have, um, and it's always good. So you guys like to just keep it fresh, just keep doing another beer, whatever. Uh, beer ADD is what we kind of call it, okay. and, and I think it's kind of like, you know, you look at a tap room and how excited people get about, and I, I used to do the same thing, you know, what does everyone have on tap right now? Am I going to go drink a Tornado or City Beer or wherever? And and uh, you get excited about the rotation, and yeah. you, I would think about these breweries that I loved, but when they had the same exact 12 beers plus maybe one seasonal um, they just weren't getting my money that often. I'd go yeah. once or twice a year, and I respect the hell out of them, love the beer, it's consistent, but I don't need to keep drinking that same flavor. Right. Um, so that was kind of where that conversation happened, and we said, let's keep it interesting. And nice. Keep it, so. Well, your model fits ours perfectly because we don't keep many things on all the time either, and we also will buy smaller kegs. We buy a lot of five-gallon kegs, so uh, we like it if our customers come in, and it's a different menu every single day. So your model does fit that. You know, perfectly. Let's talk a little bit about the beer. I've got a couple, and we all do, in our glasses in front of us. Since we've been talking about IPAs uh, so much uh, so far, Blood and Thunder. We were speculating on the name. Nice. Cheap sound effects. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were speculating. JP thinks it was a World uh, of Warcraft. A World of Warcraft, uh, yeah. like Battle Cry. I Not even that. close. I see that. Nate over there it thinks is. it's like the names of hops. Um, oh, Nate knows what's up. Uh, I know the story behind this, but uh, you already Connor know. actually named it, so uh, let him Nate, take the stage Nate, for a minute. Know, Nate's in an awesome metal band, Brain Oil, and uh, Nate and I were talking metal and. We were talking, let's do a collab, and what we're going to call it. And uh, it's a really awesome Mastodon song from their second album called Uh, Blood Thunder. Okay. Nate, I can't believe you're still riding that fucking band. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Like I'm 22. I'm 22 forever. (laughs) It's still getting you in the door places, (laughs) man. If Meatloaf can do it, Nate can do it. No, I think uh, Brain Oil had nothing to do with both Tim and Connor knowing me. It was all about the activities I've done here and talking about beer and hops and all oh, okay. things I've done in homebrewing. That was first. So well, brain, you're brain only oil here like because of brain note. oil, right. too. So well, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Because JP was a fan, so That's right. he, he said we should have this brain oil kid on yeah. the show. I was like, dude, he didn't even know your name. Yeah, this brain oil man, I just he's just amazing. <laughs> he yeah. found the cool man name too. It's every, it's everything. It's comes true, from actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was his payday. Yeah, yeah. it was. It now I'm cashed still, out. It's done. Like, yeah. Now it's, it's time to cut the hair and quit the band, Nate. Don't you think? Well, go I already have the, a real job. So what else can I do? Can I sell out some point. more? Get all Metallica on us and cut your hair. Oh man, start getting real shitty. Metallica slow jams. I just handed these cellar maker guys. The Nigel Peppercock CDs. Oh, mm. Nate's Nate's other band. More, more I don't think they've ever seen this one. Yeah. That's actually Nate. I've, that's it's still around here. I'm surprised it hasn't been thrown it's away. Pretty amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Now, Tim, as like a music major, he probably knows all about Nigel Peppercock. He can he, tell me how terrible prob- of a musician I am, probably, actually, which is the he, fun part. He probably had to study Nigel Peppercock in music school. <laughs> His dissertation. <laughs> Only though. when I was studying skin flute. Wait, what? No. Yeah, different. Uh, that's a different wind instrument than you should have majored in. <laughs> how many notes can you play at once? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Blood and Thunder. Tell us about the beer. What's in it? So we've done this twice now. Yes, yeah, second version. Uh, 
So the first time uh, was Batch 100. Uh, batch 100. Last this, fall. This one was 208, I think it this was. This was 208. Yeah. Wait, this is the collaboration with Nate? This is the collaboration. Yes. Oh, okay. So this is the second time we've done it. Uh, it has an unofficial title of The Thundering. Mm. Blood mm. and Thunder 2, The, the Thundering. Thundering. Nice. The feel-good hit of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Electric Boogaloo. So you collaborate on every step? <laughs> Music starting with the recipe lady and everything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah. emails start. We drink a couple beers and... Uh, I think Nate is such an awesome hophead, and we are too. And we kind of it's it's trying to push the envelope and do something different. And um, we let Nate take the reins on that yeah. one a little bit. Definitely, yeah. we trusted his uh, knowledge and brewing ability. So uh, Tim but, was nice enough to let me mine his brewing logs, so I kind of got a sense of the parameters of what would work in terms of how much can we fit in the whirlpool for hops, how much can we do at certain stages, and then I kind of ran with the profile now of I what do, hops you'd want to blend and whatnot and they really were awesome about just letting me loose on the hop stash we went crazy well, yeah that was fun what was your starting point did you say to nate hey we have these hops that we want you to figure out to make a beer with or did you just say hey nate design an ipa with us well you you were talking to him yeah know. i mean I, I think the first time it was kind of like here's what you can use and then this time it was like hey we just got these south african hops in they're cool as shit okay come taste this beer that we just made with them and i think we should do blood and thunder again with the new hops and you know integrate some american hops as well and got it and uh yeah yeah just playing those flavors like classic american we know what that tastes like we know what that smells like uh new zealand hops were uh i mean there were nothing new at the time but uh we just wanted to explore that further and see how those two flavors came together and then the second version, yes, the South African flavor profile, which is very new. What is that uh, hop called? Uh, the, the two ones we used in there, and that's the only two we have, uh, are, are the J17, which is this experimental name. doesn't actually have a real name yet. Okay. Uh, and then Southern Passion is the other one, which is, um, wow, it is a uh, top five hop in the world, I think. Yeah, really? Southern Passion is this huge, Nobody expressive. Knows it yet. Wait, and those are beautiful. both South African? Those are both right. South African. Yep. Okay. So when you tried them... Did it immediately come to mind, oh, this will work with these American hops? Uh, basically, I'd say a year and a half ago, um, I'm always kind of looking for new flavors, and, and, and there's always new hops, but a lot of them kind of fall flat, I feel like. And uh, we had heard that Jeff Irway at Lacumbre, who I think is a big uh, a big inspiration for, for our brewery in general, um, out in New Mexico. He's a badass. He, yeah. He's awesome. His offie beers are out of control. He's been on the show, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, I, we heard he's using these South African hops, and we're like, you know what, Jeff Irway's awesome. Uh, I, I bet these are cool hops. And we kind of asked him, hey, do you have any, and, and where do we get them? And, and he's like, I'm short on Citra. And I was like, fuck, let's do this. Um, so we got a couple boxes of them a year and a half ago. We did a single hop with both of them. Um, beautiful beers, both of them. The Southern Passion especially is like coconut and pineapple, and it's got this really earthy terroir kind of character, almost similar to the earthiness that you get out of Sriracha minus the dill and the lemon and all that. But like that what people kinda, don't like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, we got really excited on those, but then it was kind of like, cool, we got two boxes of this. It's it's over in one one or two more batches. It's not a real thing. It was fun. Um, and then we were able to get a pallet of them. Connor went on the hunt. I went on the hunt. <laughs> okay. And, uh, they come from SAB Miller. Um, Interesting. Kind of weird to deal with so, them. So they come from them, but then they sell off their excess or something? No. Such a strange uh, story. I just found out we just bought like 4% of the whole harvest of South African hops this year. They're not growing a lot. Okay. Um, so it, SAB grows them, South African brewers, and um, they're experimental. They're messing around. They sell a lot of them locally. Um, and we saw that. 
Faction got some, and I think Modern Times got some as well. Okay. Um, so you got to ship them. You know, it's not going through Hop Union or any of the big boys, but um, really unique flavors. We always try and differentiate. Um, I think sometimes Tim and I are kind of like, let's make that Sea Hop IPA that's classic and cool. Mm-hmm. And the attitude's kind of always, if you can buy that in a six-pack down the street, if you can buy that easily and people have had that profile let's be different for the sake of being different okay. not that we don't love that profile but let's be different yeah so what are you um, dogfish head now uh yeah dude 90 minutes yeah. <laughs> let's um, be different to so be dry different. Uh, no that makes sense either. that's a good philosophy if you can go buy it in somebody else's six pack down the street why brew it that's a good it's a simple rule and, and once in a while you break it and we did an yeah, all centennial I mean, single hop and we okay. I, remember, but, I have hankerings like i do want to make like actually i actually do want to make it's why i was listening to the noble aleworks show that you guys just did and they did a circa 1997 ipa yeah and like a couple months ago i was totally talking about something like oh uh, yeah like, i just want to load it up with crystal malt and maris otter and hit it with columbus and oh man it's yeah. so amazing columbus yeah. and, and everyone's like wait you should use more galaxy <laughs> where's the citra <laughs> how do brewers find out about these new hops do hop dealers call you and go hey i've got j17 like i don't i never understand where these things come from uh, I mean, for us, it was it was our way. We heard he had them, and From we figured him. we figured just this guy makes awesome beer. I'm sure there's a reason he has them. So maybe it's always just kind of word of mouth that these things start to pop up. I, I honestly, how, how does a Jeff Irway find out? Yeah, uh, I think he's got a friend in South Africa or something like that. Um, is what I heard. But the nobody bottom, I, I almost noticed South that the, the better hops coming out, nobody's really talking about them, and it's those ones that kind of suck, like the Yari Low or whatever, and it's. Everyone's like talking about this new hop and it's exciting and they're going to unveil it and it's because they're marketing it. So, okay. Um, yeah. If you look at any or most American hop profile like descriptions, you'll watch how they've changed over the years. Like it, it used to be like pine and citrus and now it's like tropical fruit and guava. And, you know, they're like just trying to. But are you really you getting those more. flavors? Yeah. Are you really getting them? Yeah. You know? Okay. People want to ride that wave of the hype stuff and really get. The most mileage out of it as possible. All those hops that have patents, probably. Yeah, totally. That you take on it. Yeah, I mean, they're putting so much time into these small acre, you know, hop fields to try to find new stuff, experimental stuff. And if it grows, that's the first thing, right? It grows and it's pest resistant and disease resistant. Uh, shit, you made it past that. Now it's time to sell that hop. Yeah. And they're going to do it any way they can, I think. Okay. You almost feel like a hop like Mosaic. They're like, we don't want to hype this up anymore because we're fucked on acreage. We don't have enough. You know, we're going to get orders up the ass anyway. So right. let's just play it cool and release this. It's the hops that are not as exciting. Maybe yeah. you want to market those. Well, the growers are always looking for the next, you know, next really hot, popular. Sure. Hop, of course. Right? Yeah, of course they are. And like Mosaic, once it's popular, what's the point of growing more of it? It's just going to lower the price. What you want to go after is the most trendy, popular hop yeah. at the highest price. Mm-hmm. Although it's just such a long process, it would have tricky. Well, I mean, these are gamble. part of that. I mean, when's the, I'm talking about the ones that have gone through the eight years or whatever. Okay, yeah. And they're now coming to you know, like market, if you will, mm-hmm. in terms of you know getting them in people's hands to test them. If you can come up with you know, again the next Simcoe, you know, you're better off growing a lot of that instead of your Simcoe itself. Yeah, because it's getting to be like mm-hmm. you know who's going to who's going to impress a customer with a Simcoe beer now? Okay. Well, nobody. Yeah. Nate, do me a favor. Yep. Describe what you think the hop character, that some of the flavors that you get out of this beer for our listeners. So the um, Southern Passion in particular, like Connor was saying a little bit, has some of the earthy uh, coconut mm-hmm. as well as like some classic kind of citrus and dank and some pine that you would get from American hops. But there's that kind of intangible um, little bit of tropical fruit and definitely the earthy 
coconut stuff. And even the J17 hop had even more than of that, I thought. But kind of the difference between the two and one of the ways in which we use them in this beer, the, the J17 was used more on the hot side than in the dry hop. Because you could tell and these guys got really good quality pellets. That was the thing that we wanted to evaluate first. And that, what's, that's what makes their beer so good. When, when Tim was talking about doing an all-centennial beer, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I think they did that is they got a box of centennial, and they were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Okay, right? yeah. So not only are they doing maybe 150 different IPAs in two years, but they're letting the ingredient quality kind of guide how they use the hops. Okay. And so we did that with this beer in particular. So the J17 had more of a um, German noble-type character to it, I thought. Okay. So that would do better on the hot side. So we kept that one there, and then... Uh, Southern Passion had so much fresh hop oil that that was just made for dry hopping. And you could tell it was, it's so complex. It's almost, it's different than Mosaic, but it's as complex as something like Mosaic, I thought, in terms of like, you're going to see this evolving complexity as the beer ages. Mm -hmm. This tastes different than it did when they first tapped it on Saturday. You can tell already it's starting to evolve and change. And that's perfect to use in something like a dry hop because you know that customers that come to Cellar Maker want that. Yeah, they're going to expect that this super fresh dripping with hop oil IPA is going to change when they had it on Monday or Sunday versus Friday. Sure. Right. Um, And that's how I was trying to translate like homebrewing ideas to what they do and try and make that work. I like how the earthy character is closer to the coconut, like you keep saying, than dirt. Yeah, not (laughs) dirt, not dirt, not dank. These these hops didn't have any dank to them. That was like a missing component. They had a lot more of everything else, like spice kit. And a little bit of tropical and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Right. Yeah, like mosaic is closer to dirt uh, to me. And I still like the hop. Or blueberry, if it's and good. I like, or, okay, I'll, yeah. yeah. Melon. The melon, blueberry. Is, blueberry is probably the predominant one, too, if it's really good. But most times when people say earthy, it's like a soil character, which is yeah. fine. It's, it really works sometimes. Damper. Or CTZ can be that right. way. It like has like a, a you know, garlic, onion, sulfur, mm-hmm. horseradish kind of a thing, right? That can be the other side of that yeah. earthy comment, I guess. Yeah. Right? This is a cleaner earthy. Yeah, it didn't have any of those. It wasn't super dank. It, it wasn't super American, but it had a hint of that, and it was it was different. It had a hint of the uh, New Zealand Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, there's kind a of weird cold... crossover there between yeah. the New Zealand and the South African, you know? Um, definitely similarities in some of that terroir. And I think the way I describe the earthiness is, and that woodiness is, uh, it can be a little bit fennel bulb sometimes. Okay. Uh, like a fennel character, but a really nice fennel character, not like a two in the in your face like anise. Um, it's it's really not, like the sriracha. You know, I love when it gets that coconut, but then all that other dill that comes in with it is yeah. like rough for me. Uh, the J seventeen and the Southern Passion just they don't cross that border. Okay. It's just a really subtle, nice element to the hop. And what about a malt backbone for this beer? Do you use crystal malt in here? Very little. Like how much is very little? Are we talking five uh, percent or this one's uh, one and a half? Yeah, one and a half, maybe two percent. Wow. I think we use C twenty basically. So yep. we, I think we upped it up a tiny bit to get the color. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're actually at like two and a half, uh, but so little. It's color. You know, that's what we're getting out of it. So then, what else? Just your your two row, right? Yeah, two row, and then uh, Nate's uh, it was our two row, and then fifteen percent. Um, Castle pills and no, 50- uh, we ended up using Weirman. Oh, Weirman pills. Yep. Sorry, Weirman pills and um, Maris Otter. Yep. That was crisp. crisp. Yeah. What's the Maris Otter for? Maris Otter kind of gives you uh, complexity that you might want to get from a more toasty malt like Munich or like Vienna or something like that. But it has a bit of a more gentle hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a more dexterous too. It might yeah, like an impression, body. maybe a mouthfeel without yeah. sweetness. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it adds 
the percentage, fifteen percent, is like you know, it's not going to add too much flavor, but, no. but there's there's some impression there, definitely. Okay, so that's three base malts that you blend in, then and a little just, bit of acidulated. Oh, we okay. know that the pH of the water that we're working with, we want to kind of dial that in. That's something that Tim does on many of his beers that are like this. So okay, we bumped it up maybe a little bit from what it normally does, just as an experiment. We have to change some parameters and kind of watch and see what they do. Okay, um, but that was the that's small bill, yeah. So let's do this. I got to get us to a break, but I want to take a phone call. And then maybe when we come back, we can talk a little bit about water, too. And, of course, we've got some more beers to try. Uh, but in the meantime, before we go to a break, let's do this. Uh, Joe from Milwaukee is on the line and wants to uh, ask about Blam. Is, is Blam- Blamo. Oh, Blamo. Okay, Blamo. Uh, Joe, what's happening, man? Hey, guys. How you doing, Justin? Doing well. Thanks for calling in. What's your question? Good, eh? I was uh, fortunate enough back in December to get uh, a guy who brought a growler of Blamo to a bottle share, and I was wondering if you guys could talk about the beer, possibly give a recipe. I love it. It's one of my favorite Imperial stuff I've had in a long time, so I wonder if you guys could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no problem. All right. Thanks, Joe. You're, you're one it. of few to get growlers of that because we only growled it for like two or three days. Yeah, a couple uh-huh. of days. Um, so Blamo is an Imperial Stout, 14.5%. Uh, kind of decided, like, okay, let's try to you know push the limit a little bit on the alcohol. We had nothing, never done anything over, like, 10.5 or 11. Uh, so I did some research. Uh, you know, for me, it's, like, my kind of my basic, strong, dark uh, beer malt bill. Uh, lots of dark malts to really just, like, make it super cutting on the chocolate and the, the roast uh and uh pushed it with a lot of pushed the alcohol with a lot of uh dextrose uh and i constantly fed fresh yeast into the um i'm sorry not fresh yeast fresh uh, we constantly fed the dextrose into fermentation hmm. with uh yeast nutrient blended in also uh trying to just keep that yeast going uh and it did it did it really well and it was really clean fermentation uh it took about eight days so it got right through it okay i started feeding sugar probably day three and then i did it again day four um and then conditioned for a little bit on coconut which i hand toasted which sucks uh <laughs> what do you mean like with a torch uh like in a like little in a frying oven. pan and a camping stove in the brewery no. yeah like <laughs> pound after pound like probably like a quarter pound at a time oh, wow uh yeah it was my arm killed it was probably like three hours how many that. pints did you drink yeah during this yeah <laughs> not enough <laughs> uh but yeah we conditioned it on the coconut and then we put in a couple of wood spirals of different uh toasts and they were the the beer was only on those for a little bit um i noticed like the thing about the wood spirals is like the woodiness is like a little too raw it's not like slow barrel aging, you know, that really nice, smooth flavor. It gets like kind of like two by four-ish really fast. So I kept it on those for just a little bit. And then I had to transfer the beer off the coconut and the wood spirals. Didn't have enough coconut flavor yet, so I actually put on more coconut. Uh, left it on there for another probably week, and then uh, the beer was ready to go. And sorry, how big was it? About 14 and a half. Okay, nice. Yeah, it was, it was really good. We... Uh, yeah, one of those beers on tap in the tasting room is like an awesome thing, but a uh, really bad thing at the same Puke. time. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Was yeah. it your first uh, puker? Uh, no, 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 no. Certainly not, but no. the frequency the frequency went, <laughs> went up. up you know? yeah. They come up to you, and you're like, this is your third plan on like an hour, dude. Yeah. Wow. We yeah. had, yeah. We had a limit to limit people to two, right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, smart move. Like that. Have we had a puker yet, Moskowitz? 
Uh, I don't know. Not that the I know. The staff would, would know better. I, it's impossible that we haven't. Post-Giants we have. games? Yeah. We have, right? Yeah. Oh, have. right. Post-Giants games, like, you know, percentage is going to go up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to go way up. I just kind of <laughs> ignore that 14.5% number and just start slamming them down. Yeah. Oh, God. And before you know it. You're sleeping on the sidewalk. That's, that's, that leads to usually something that uh, my fiance Kelly calls uh, stout pants. Um, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not what you think. It's it's uh, not. No, it's not as gruesome. Or what is? <laughs> it's just when you've had too many of our really strong stouts, which we make um, frequently, okay. uh, and they just end up all over you. <laughs> that makes sense to me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey Joe, thank you for the phone call. Um, I got to take a break. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk more beer. We have a Brett Saison in our glass that we haven't talked about yet. And we got some other beers on tap, too. So, uh, 888-401-BEER if you want to call in and ask questions. Still got time to get down to the Hop Grenade and enjoy the beer if you're local. We've got Cellar Maker in with us. So, hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your brewing water can be a mystery. If it's good enough to drink, it's good enough to brew with, right? We all know to perfect certain styles of beer, proper water chemistry is vital. But running water tests can be complicated and expensive, but not anymore. Industrial Test Systems is proud to introduce the new Smart Brew Water Testing Kits, incorporating the exact iDip Smart Photometer System. The only photometer on the market that harnesses the power of the smartphone and runs water tests without you doing a of calculations. The iDip features two-way Bluetooth communication with the brain of the system, which is its own multilingual app. This allows limitless possibilities, including lab accuracy, free upgrades, test customization, over 35 available, mobile sharing, and more. You can keep a detailed history of your results. Email your water report to other brewers or share it on social media. Visit smartbrewkit.com now and learn more about the iDip photometer and all the tests it can do for you. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? <laughs> Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org Time Ninkasi Award winner and Grandmaster Judge Gordon Strong invites you on a guided journey of what's new in the world of homebrewing. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques available now from Brewers Publications. Gordon brings you specific advice and sensory profiles for as-brewed award-winning beers with delicious variations to get your creative juices flowing. This is more than just a book of recipes. It sets brewers on the path 
path to discovering what's new in the world of homebrewing. AHA Director Gary Glass says if you want to enter competitions or just learn more about styles that you might not have experience with, this book is going to help you tremendously. By emulating what Gordon does, you're going to make better beer. Modern Homebrew Recipes, Exploring Styles and Contemporary Techniques by Gordon Strong. Available right now from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing retailers near you. Putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Segmented. Demented. Fermented. Fermented. It's the session. Yes. I don't care that it's Monday. People are having fun out there. Why? It's a good time to be at the Hop Grenade. We've got Cellar Maker Brewing Company in the studio with us. Woo. A lot of their beer on tap and in my glass, as a matter of fact. Before we move on, don't forget that our good friend Gordon Strong has put out his new book, Modern Homebrew Recipes. It's a Brewer's Publications book. They do all the best ones. Brewerspublications.com is where you can find it. Modern Homebrew Recipes will take you through everything you need to know uh, about uh, making great recipes. Strong shares more than 100 distinctive recipes. He is a uh, highly accredited homebrewer. Ninkasi three times in a row or some ridiculous thing. Uh, most accredited BJCP judge. The, the dude's a badass. And, and his book is wonderful. Modern homebrew recipes available now. All right, so we got Cellar Maker in the studio. What's the website? Cellarmakerbrewing.com. You got it. There you go. Good right. guess. Yeah, go check it out. Cellarmakerbrewing.com. And um, it's always a weird, you know, because people sometimes have to go like, no, it's actually cellarmakermakesbeer-brewing.com because someone stole it. Or, right. You know, so you always have to ask. But uh, go check it out, and you can learn more about um, Cellar Maker. So. Before the break, I mentioned that we should talk a little bit about water. Mm. And uh, I know that Nate was working with you guys on, on some recipes. And is water a tricky thing in San Francisco, or is this just you know one final thing to tweak for you, Nate? I know it's something that Tim had been looking at recently, too, which is cool. That's something that I've wanted to play around with. Because of the drought, my water in the East Bay is changing a lot. And I can tell just based on the taste, or you mix star sand with it and it goes cloudy in half a day or it used to oh. keep it around for like two three days so you know there's something changing there's something going on but um working with san francisco water is actually kind of a a treat because it has always been low ion content and continues to be that way apparently and based on some of the measurements that i've been able to to get recently it, it seems to be also still very low so you're starting what, with, what does that mean you're uh, starting with almost zero you're starting with almost nothing for each of the components or attributes that you would normally manipulate in brewing okay. like you've had gypsum calcium sulfate or um calcium chloride um and kind of play with those components you might add chalk you might add magnesium and those sorts of things in san francisco you're at single digits or just 
slightly above that. Okay. My understanding is it comes from Hetch Hetchy Valley mm-hmm. near Yosemite, and the sides of the reservoir are very hard granite. So there's like no sediment in the water, as far as I know. I see. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Never knew that. It's cool. Okay. I, I could always tell it's really soft. Uh, I didn't know the parameters of it. Um, I, my assistant, Wade, actually ended up taking a sample and sending it to Ward uh, Laboratories to get it analyzed. Um, and it kind of mirrored exactly what I thought it is. It's low chloride. It's low sulfate. Uh, the alkalinity is a uh, little bit uh, on the higher side, but not too crazy. Um yeah, it's, it's great brewing water. Okay. So, Nate, what did you use to test water and, and try to figure out where you should be? Well, uh, there's a smart brew kit, the SenseSafe kit, which allows you to test for all the major components. It's a kit that comes with different um, strips that will give you alkalinity, sulfate, chloride, and calcium. And then it gives you hardness as well. It helps cal- calculate that based off of... Uh, who, who makes this? Who makes the kit? It's called SenseSafe. Oh, okay, and they've they sell it kind of for the craft brewing industry. I think they make kits for water testing of a lot of different that you could use in a lot of different ways. But they have a kit for the brewing industry in particular where it comes with those specific tests, and you can plug those into. A, they have a device that allows you to test it. It works like based on um, you know visual photo stuff. So you basically it's like a pH strip. Yeah, you hold it in the water for twenty seconds. Put a cap over the where it, it reads basically through um, photography, the tribute that's trying to read. So it's a little device that you put the pH strip in. Exactly. And it works just like a, a standard pH strip. Um, they look very similar to a standard pH strip, and reading it and using it is uh, really similar to that. So on the brew day when we did Blood and Thunder, I took a sample of water. And I know that based on what Tim had been doing before for adding, we'd added gypsum during the mash, 200 grams of that. And then we had 100 grams of. Um, calcium chloride in during the boil so i could take uh both the statistics they had from measuring water in the past and then compare it to the statistics i get through the SenseSafe kit today and kind of compare is the water changed since last time it was measured or is it kind of in the same range since it was measured last and is it doing what we want it to do we want to get a certain level of sulfate and calcium chloride by adding those okay got it and some of the things that i always look for um you know, rule of thumb, over 50 parts per million calcium is usually a good thing in brewing. Between 50 and 100, at least, is probably good for yeast health. And then things like um, calcium sulfate is going to give you an impression of a crisp, clean kind of hop uh, bitterness. Too much of it, it can get kind of pasty and crazy. But, um, okay, you know, 1 to 200 parts per million is probably a fairly safe range to play with. So that was something that we wanted to look at when making this beer. And it was cool to not only have um, statistics from many months ago or what the water company had provided, but you could take a sample on that day of what our brew water was and we made the beer and then plug in what we thought was going to add in terms of those um, yeah. salts and then come up with a real number. And not have to <laughs> guess. Like what we used to do, Tasty, right, when we were talking about water, is we, so we're all on uh, East Bay Mud out here, and we would say, yeah. yeah, you can get your water report from, from EB Mud, which is true, but if it's changing week to week, especially yeah. like with the drought, this is a way, forget the EB Mud report, you're basically getting your own report. Yeah, as we get further into this drought, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. The water's going to change. There's going to be blending of sources. What used to be your water is not only just your water, other waters. Uh, been blended in yeah and yeah and now is we're moving into that kind of a thing where you probably should have your own testing kit or of some sort yeah. to see where you're at 
Well, not to you can check the, for a baseline then. You can get a real baseline, not just one that may or may not be correct. Okay. Yeah, and and I think correct me if I'm wrong, you water people, but I think the eBay mud thing is like just every six months. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's right. not accurate up to their report. You mean? Yeah. Their report. Yeah. So you can build your your brewing water, or you know, you you get it from your carbon filter, or whatever, however you do it. And then with the um, the the eye dip is the the unit that Sensafe makes. It's the eye dip. I see. Um, you can take those strips which have the chemicals on it. A lot of things have like a titrate kit. We have to add chemicals and measure stuff out. And it's kind of relying upon you to do math and you to be accurate. Mm. This thing is is so easy. You could use it. Oh, I was waiting for that because <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you lost me at math. Right. So all the all the chemicals are on the. It is like a pH strip, and they're all just. In the in the in the the strip. Okay. So you get the strip for calcium, whatever the uh, whatever. Yeah, so it is. you measure Chemical you stuff. measure the five attributes that that come in the kit, and then it will calculate magnesium and sodium and, and uh, residual alkalinity. All your other deeper or water you, calculations. It reminds me of like do. a like a diabetic blood kit. Like <laughs> you yeah, put it on a strip, like, you stick yeah. it in a machine, and the machine tells you what. Yeah. Is what the and so you just need four mils. Yeah, it's a photometer is the like what the things are called. Yeah, okay. and it measures the thing through science and light. Two things I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, right. yeah, it's like four mils of water. And you just you know shake the strip in there for twenty seconds. Okay, and then hit the button, and uh, and then it it has an app of because every, everything has an app. Yeah, but you and it uploads to to an app, so then you can sit there and like if so if you guys are working on a co- collab or whatever, you can fire your water results to Nate. Oh, okay, nice. Or post them online or do whatever you want to do. Yeah, right? it connects through Bluetooth. So when yeah. I brewed a cellar maker, I was brewing with Faction the week after that. They have different water as well. Yeah. So I could take a sample once again of the water when I was at Faction and get a sense of where that brewery was at. And the minerals are a little bit higher. Okay. And once again, we were at not using uh, calcium sulfate, but calcium chloride. So I could dial that in with the, with the SunSafe uh, Advanced water testing kit. Okay. It seemed to get pretty close. Uh, Did it? You, you, you tried it twice, and the second time seemed a little bit closer to Yeah, I felt like, numbers. Uh, sam- like taking a sample of the water and measuring immediately was better than letting the water mm-hmm. sit around. The water will, will change a little bit. And they tell you that, too, when people mm-hmm. who do this type of testing. That's probably mm-hmm. the best practice. So even better reason to have a bit, the ability to measure at real time. If you're trying to dial in a very small amount of something, I thought it was cool. It's a cool thing. You can just sit where there can and, I go to get it? Uh, Sinsafe.com. Okay. Uh, there's links on our site and everything too. But uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. I think the idea is pretty rad. I think it's going to be uh, huge for homebrewers. You so, get it right there. So then you know how much you're adding in of what. So like for your RO people. Yeah. If you're, yeah, like, if your water's changing a lot, or if yeah. you're building up water from scratch, and you kind of want to watch that over time and not just trust where you think you're at, you could really take some measurements around it. So what did you end up doing to the water for your for your beer? Did you end up adding for the uh, stuff I do at home? The ion content is even higher than so in San Francisco is the lowest ion content that I found. Okay. So when we're brewing a cellar maker, we used a very light hand in terms of the brewing salts um, and achieved exactly what we want in tasting blood and thunder in my mind. Um, and the beer with faction is not yet done, but I felt like it guided me further to not use too much because the water. Uh, mineral content was just a little bit higher than San Francisco. Okay. And then at home, the water content, or the ion content of the water was even higher. Got it. So now I know not to use too much gypsum, not too much calcium sulfate. If I don't want to use RO, I can just use what's from my tap and know where I'm at. Got it. Okay. All right. Quick question from the chat came through, and then I want to talk about this English bitter that's in my glass. But um, Bressemp, or I don't, I don't know his name. Bressemp. Writes in, um, hey, how did Seller Maker get into a relationship, which is a weird way to phrase this question, <laughs> get into a relationship with Tired Hands in Philadelphia? And um, why did you make a taco beer with them? 
Well, he wants to know. Because there yeah. wasn't one before? <laughs> yeah, right? Just pushing the limits. Yeah, that's right. Pushing the envelope with a taco spike. You know what I like as much as beer? Tacos. <laughs> right? It's like the beginning of an SNL, like Will Ferrell skit. Right? Yeah. But uh, funny. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I met... Uh, okay, so let me go back one step. Uh, okay. I went to Maine on a trip that was basically like paid for by ratebeer.com, which was awesome. Uh, and I got nice. to go out to Ebenezer's, Ebenezer's Pub up in Maine uh, and do some fun stuff out there. Long story short, got to meet Joe Tucker of Rate Beer. Uh, and then you know came back to California to do my thing. And uh, Joe gives me a call one day. He says, hey, I'm having a little event at uh, a pub. I'm bringing out this brewer from pennsylvania his name's gene gene burley uh he is the owner and brewer at tired hands i think you should really come to this event and check mm. out what this guy's doing um so uh, i showed up i you know kind of checked him out online a little bit and really didn't get too much info um and man i was just blown away by the beer samples that he brought i mean we're talking amazing hoppy beer amazing barrel aged beer amazing sour and saison and i was like okay this is a guy I should know, and we should chum it up. Work, and, yeah. yeah, and we should you know stay in touch. Okay. Right? Uh, so, fast forward to pre-seller maker, just by a little bit. Connor, myself, and Kelly are out on the East Coast doing a little trip. We were going up to uh, Hill Farmstead for their anniversary, right? A little research. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, basically there's one moment when we are uh, really hungover in a car, and I just remember joking around about different things and beers we should do. G- G- Side note, Gene's really into culinary beers. There's no parameters for his beer. He does a, a tomato Berliner Weiss, and he does, and it's all about you know getting it from the local farmer and hmm. – and, uh, Really inspiring. He takes it farther than I ever would, but I respect that. Okay. But I, I really like it. And uh, it, Tim and I were extremely hungover, and it was kind of like, what's the stupidest beer we could ever make? Um, we were talking about stupid beer puns because that's that's awesome, and that's what we like to do. And, um, you know, and I'm, he's like driving me to the airport, and I went to Tired Hands before I went to the Hill Farmstead thing, and I'm like, man, that place is awesome. And uh, this, we talked about that phenomenon. Um, you know, you guys have all uh, been there. You eat tacos. Yeah. They drip all over your hands. Yeah. And the juices they get in your fingernails, and you wash your hands, but you're driving the car like 30 minutes later, and you get this waft of carne asada <laughs> yeah. and al pastor. It's like a 24 and hours it, of, of, of. And if you're still your hungry, it's awesome. Tacos. So yeah. that's the, um, the phenomenon's called taco hands. Taco okay. we, we gave it a name. It's okay. a thing. Uh, so his brewery is Tired Hands. If you look at Tim's T-shirt, which nobody else can see, of course, but I'm referencing, uh, it's Taco Hands, <laughs> and that's the Tired Hands logo. But there's tacos and a hop in them. That is rad. Um, but we threw the joke at Gene, and we were like, "Hey, man, we thought of this stupid idea. I can't believe we're even telling you this." <laughs> right. And he's like, "That's awesome. Uh, I saw that you just brewed batch 15, and I'm gonna fly out in like three weeks, and we're brewing Taco Hands nice. and cilantro and citra and matueka hops and cumin and sea salt, and we're just kind of like oh shit what do we get ourselves we put into taco shells in the mash wow I mean, there's, there's chilies in the boil lime zest lime juice coriander cumin i mean wow loaded up with this stuff but lard you had to have some lard in it <laughs> right i know they're they're not real tacos they're probably in the frying of the tacos so <laughs> yeah, okay. i don't want to get involved with it directly right <laughs> um, but yeah i mean how did they come out 
Did you love it's it? It's an awesome beer. Yeah? Yeah. It's, I, it's, it sounds awesome. It sounds weird, but it sounds Subtlety awesome. is the key. It's, every, yeah. ing- every adjunct shares like 1% of the stage, and then it's like 85% IPA at heart. Okay. And it's got a little bit of everything. And the idea was kind of like, this can't just be a joke because we actually have to sell 300 gallons of it. Oh, and, hmm. and this yeah. is also like, you know, batch 26. So <laughs> we're pretty new. People are still formulating an opinion on right. what we are and what we do. And, and we're making a taco beer. What the hell are we doing? Right. Uh, and it worked out really well. And it was actually like the savory element from the taco shell was something that was desirable in beer. Okay. To me, at least. And it was bizarre. And I was actually found myself drinking a second one. Was it akin to a taco? It's, liquid taco. Yeah. It's liquid like, IPA. Because I'm taco. in. In front of you, it's. It, it, I think it's a little hard to kind of like say, this is a taco. Yeah, but yeah. But if you put a taco in front of you, <laughs> yeah. man, it yeah. is a great combination. It's great with hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, so we did that. In, 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 it came out right around Thanksgiving when we had first opened. So we were like two months old. And then um, pe- kind of people move. talked about it a lot. And we're like, oh, yeah. shit, we got to make this taco beer again. So I'm like, all right, Cinco de Mayo, let's do it. Nice. We did it. We're usually closed on Mondays. We open up on a Monday. I'm like, nobody's going to come. It's a Monday. They don't know we're open packed. Okay, so we did it Cinco de Mayo again this year. And still, it's wow. probably the most requested beer of ours. I'm um, surprised I haven't heard you guys referred to as the taco beer guys now. If no, like, no. Like, it's like, just like, I know, but year, man. You it's run terrible. the risk with a successful beer like that? You, run, you, oh, you do. Do you mean the taco beer guys? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know yeah. them. Right, right. What's that one that makes the pizza beer? Uh, Mamma Mia. Oh, man. Yeah. They're known as the pizza yeah. beer guys, and I so don't well. want to be like But that's all they do. Uh, <laughs> was, the, was the shell, the taco shell, the corn, right? Yeah, yeah. corn. No, fried. there's a video. You can probably still find it on the internet, and I'm, like, throwing them in the mash tun, like, one at a time. Like In the morning, I drive over to nice. La Palma and the Mission, and I buy, like, their freshest taco shells. And, like, yeah. I walk in, and, like, at some point, they're going to start to recognize me and be like, oh, no. I grab, I, grab, I grab everything. Like, I'm just stuffing a bag, and the whole crew is like, oh, oh what do we do? What do we do? Like, this guy needs more. I'm like, I need more over yeah. here. Yeah. Trying right. to make 300 gallons of beer. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to do anything to make it uh, a pleasant corn flavor? Or was it an issue? You know, we got I, lucky. Yeah, I think. I mean, what's wrong with corn flavor? Well, but it could be well, an off flavor, right? If it was people well, are like, oh, well, that's yeah, DMS. like yeah. DMS sweet corn, yeah, yeah. but like corn, yeah, real corn, corn, corn ingredient. Well, I, I, actually, I agree. I actually add even uh, fifty, no, seventy-five pounds more flaked corn in there just okay. to accentuate that corn flavor. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. could see how, actually, with those other spices in there, too, some cilantro, all that, the, the corn's perfect. It'd be great. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you have to realize that the DMS versus corn, it's not, DMS isn't corn, but it's... It's like cream corn. corn yeah, but, but yeah, you, it makes you think of corn, and that's what we identify with, but okay. it's not yeah. a corn flavor like corn would be. Okay. So if you're using corn and it tastes like corn, that's great. Okay. Because you you know you're using an ingredient to get that flavor. But yeah. you know I like you that. Know. Next time I'm just going to add DMS. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Cut your boil and yeah. like, no, it's fine. It's butterscotch beer. You get it concentrated in little drops. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, then you'd be back to home brewing. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to another beer. I've got your English bitter in my glass. What's this called? Uh, it's called Little Lies. Little Lies. Yeah. Um, this beer makes me want to chug beer. Yeah. Like it's a thirsty man's beer. It's 3.2. You can. But not just the alcohol part. Like every, really every sip I take, I go, oh, you should take a bigger sip next time. It's a very like thirst-quenching English bitter. A little toasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not too heavy on the tongue, and it, it's, it finishes real nice and yeah. clean, and you're just like, oh, man. But there's still that little nagging, for me, bit of like a malty, toasty goodness that mm-hmm. just you need to have more of it. I really get excited to make beers like this because we do so much 
like kind of big dark beer and hoppy beer. Um, as a brewer, you want to have a consummate resume of like what I can do. And bitters are like one of my favorite things. Like when I first moved to the Bay Area, going to Magnolia and drinking their bitters and drinking like prescription pale, which are like heavy Marisot or mm. crystal, uh, you know, English crystals. Uh, that there's a flavor there that like I just love, and I want to recreate that. It's. And, I hope this is. I hope this is a compliment because I mean it. <laughs> I've just put my finger on what the thirst quenching thing is. Mm. It's like iced tea. Yes. Mm. It's way fucking better than iced tea. I would never order an iced tea, but people order iced tea because it's ref- that refreshing sort sure. of. That it has that kind of flavor to it. I don't get you. And I'm shocked also, yeah. I have to be honest, that you make this style of beer so good because I just know your hoppy beer so well and, and some of your other more radical ones. This is a very subtle beer. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's English Maris Otter. Uh, there's a good amount of spelt in there. Okay. Which adds kind of an enhanced nuttiness to it, spelt being uh, related to wheat. Mm. Um, I find some similarities to Maris Otter with it. Uh, and then a uh, Good amount of I, I would have to look at the recipe, but I think like C one twenty. And there's something about that C one twenty using that and Maris Otter that you get like that really intense nuttiness and toastiness. Mm-hmm. That if I used like C forty five and more of it, yeah, try and replicate, you wouldn't get it. You okay. get like a whole new kind of flavor. Um, and then mostly uh, EKG East Kent Goldings. Uh, I actually realized I had run out of East Kent Goldings the day of the brew, so I substituted <laughs> in some uh, uh, Styrian Salea, which is another ho- favorite hop of mine, um, which is uh, basically related to Tetnang. Okay. And uh, a so little is, bit. Is that, a, is that German? Or it's that's a, American. A Slovakian. Slovak, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the last hop was um, New Zealand Kohatu, hmm. which is uh, very European okay. in general, yeah. But the intention when you woke up was all EKG. Yeah, the, first, the first batch was, and, you know, sometimes uh, we just do so much rotation that, like, today's, uh, okay, we're going to do little lies today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, let's just do it. And yeah. it's like, oh, crap, I don't have the EKG. <laughs> that was fun. No, and I think it came out great uh, because of it. What would you say, 3.7%, Connor? 3.2. 3.2. 3.2. Yeah, it's English ale yeast. Uh, I I pick up on a little tiny bit of diacetyl in there, which hmm. actually makes it really nice for me. I mm-hmm. think that adds to the whole body and the English quality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very subtle. Uh, do you I, hop it normally, or, or do you hop it more like your IPAs, like late editions and things? Uh, there's a little bit of bittering hops at 60 minutes. There's a 20-minute edition of a couple of pounds of the Styrian. Uh, and then Whirlpool, EKG, and Kohatu, no dry hop. No dry hop, and, okay. And not too big on the hops in general. Okay. You ever put it on cask? We this haven't one? done this one on cask. You know, the cask, the thing about the cask, okay, I'm not a huge cask beer fan. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I'd rather drink draft beer, and my casks, if you ever drink them, they're closer to draft carbonation, and, okay. and, and I try to serve them cold. Uh, well, if you're serving IPAs, it's probably better off doing that. Yeah, sure. Because I don't um, think they pour that well on cask. But this beer it might go would well be creamy. a better choice for cask. I Connor just so. gave me a cask beer, I think, right? It's the Blood and Thunder with New Zealand Rwaka and South African Southern Passion Hop. Everybody out in the pub is raving about it. So back to the original Blood and Thunder oh, in a way. Yeah. That's rad. And, yeah, carbonated more like, mm-hmm. a, like a keg beer. Yeah. We, we use that five-gallon pin cask in the pub quite a bit and just do super, super weird stuff that we would never want to do 300 gallons of. But uh, 
lots of real fruit and, and stuff that doesn't make sense from a labor perspective, but lots of real fruit and mm-hmm. excess hops and the people are starting weird to stuff. know us for stuffing like donuts and casts. And, yeah, and pie, we, we did an, an entire pumpkin pie because and a you were blammo. wow, an entire pumpkin pie. This was just a counter becoming the taco sure, guys, isn't it? Because you're yeah. like, hey, fuck that. We put donuts in there. Look over here. Look over here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, now you're the pumpkin pie guy. That's my kind of guys. Uh, what was the beer? Pie is good. Blammo, blammo. Oh, the one okay. we talked yeah, about yeah, earlier. Yeah, fourteen and a half percent pumpkin pie. So this Blood and Thunder on cask is on cask here at my bar? Yeah, you can it out there? right now. Oh, okay. Come on out to the hop grenade. That's not going to last more than tonight. So Five gallons. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's really good. Ah, this Glad thing, you like the bitter, though. Dude, it's yeah. so good. And I, I'm not surprised. When I say I'm surprised, it's good. I just mean the style. I'm not surprised it's good. I'm surprised that you guys are able to hone in on a style that well. Mm-hmm. And I love this mistake. This, already. I love this hops mistake because mm-hmm. I, maybe I wouldn't like it as much if it was all EKG. I, I think don't know it's, what it is. It's not the first time they've uh, brought English ale yeast into their brewery as well. They use this in some of their other beers. Yeah, we're, all our dark beers, except for Blamo, actually, uh, is 002, okay. the Fuller's Yeast. Do you use several different yeasts in, in general? For- Mostly 001. Okay. And then 02 for anything English or dark. Yeah. I think it just works so much better with that. Uh, and then, of course, like Saisons and stuff like that. We do some Belgian stuff like that, but uh, mostly 001. Okay. So the uh, American Brown, you do that with uh, 001 or 2? 001. I think okay. the first dark, two I- times I homebrewed it. I oh, did 002, yeah. and I got that kind of impression of diacetyl, which I didn't want in that yeah. beer. So yeah. I was like, nah, I got to go to 001 on this. Yeah. Did I read that before Cellar Maker, you tasted uh, Janet's Brown at a beer fest, mm, and yeah. that got you started? Oh, I got to brew an American Brown Ale. Yeah, I was at Boonville. I remember it was like pretty late at night, and Tasty <laughs> had a keg on, and I tried it. And, it's, you know, you have that moment. It's like, oh, Brown ale. Just add a little more hops and it's good. Nobody's ever thought of that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I have a, if you, find a, you don't find a commercial anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still. Yeah. Stay. Uh, so right. that got me on it on the kick. I probably homebrewed that beer. Tim Tim's Brown is what we call it. And, okay, um, Janice Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I, I, yeah, you uh, got real creative with the name. You're like, well, so it's Brown. like Janice Brown, but it's Tim's. Janice. Oh, it was called like Murphy Brown for a little bit, and like, <laughs> I mean, but uh, but at Cellarmaker, it's always suits. been Tim's Brown, um, and definitely oh. A lot to taste yet. I've never seen the recipe to Jan's Brown, but uh, well, we've certainly argued. We've about argued it. about brown ales <laughs> yeah. many times. What oh, do you yeah. What do you argue about? Uh, his is too much roast. And uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. no big. <laughs> it's good. I like it. You do like it though. I had it. I went. I was at Cellar Maker not too long ago when it was on, and it, yeah, it was very good. Do you try every brown that you see, especially if it has a name in well, front of it? Long, taste if, it? if it doesn't say, if it doesn't say like uh, English brown. Yeah. I'm going to try it. You will do it. Because yeah. once it says that, Tasty it. also has Vinny brewing it for him. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the seal of approval. Right. You got to test it. So is that that's one that you have on? Uh, I, you don't have it's anything working. on regularly, yeah. do you? You know, there's there's a couple of beers that show up more often than not. Okay. Tim's is one. Uh, Tim's Brown. Daphne is our house blonde, which is borderline pale ale, but uh, dry hopped, one and a half pounds per barrel, super aromatic, 4.8. Okay. Uh, I heard some of that's here somewhere. It's, there's a keg here. I don't know if it's on tap, but yeah. I don't have it tapped yet for some reason. Um, uh, Coffee and cigarettes is kind of a, a beer we keep on about seven, eight months of the year. Okay. It's probably our most popular beer. Yeah, we've had that on here, and uh, people love it. They come in, and they're like, what the fuck? Coffee. Really? That's your number one seller? Wow. I would say yeah. it's the most. Well, IPA always like, sells the most. Right. Throw, throw hops to the side. Okay, yeah. And then that's it. Okay. Wow. So what do you think about breweries? That 
you know, come out of the gate saying we're we're not going to brew an IPA. Uh, and they do it sort of on on principle, right? And they're like, everyone does that, so we're going to do something else. But would, it is foolish, right? Because I would actually of- say when I first decided I want to open a brewery, this is what I'm doing with my life, I was like, IPA is awesome, but everybody does it. Let's let's do these weird beers and yada, yada. Okay. And uh, worked at City Beer Store and literally just watched that IPA fridge get opened up. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. IPA is not dead. It's never going to be dead. People always want a better one than what they have. Yeah. They always want a fresher one and one that's more hopped, high, more b- bigger aromatics. But uh, And just from a business perspective, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. I don't it's like the best-selling beer and craft beer in America. We, we yeah. joke sometimes that our, you know, it's like we have a 6% pale ale, and we're like, shit, if we call this IPA, people, right. uh, it's going to sell like 20% Just change faster. the name. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, and throw citra in it and tell them it's in there. Uh, when you're selling, right. when you're selling sixty percent of what you make over the bar, yeah, you can make IPA in a little bit of a different way, maybe than what big production about. guys I, I would think do. Right? Sometimes the way we make IPA makes no sense for production and kegs uh, out of house, but um, you can. But but screw it, you know, we got these South African hops. Oh, they're kind of expensive. Oh, the New Zealand hops are kind of expensive, but eh, 60% over the bar. And screw load it up on them. We're, yeah. yeah, load it up. Four and a half pounds per barrel. Huge aromatics. It's it's almost like not fair to a brewery that sells all their beer in a keg yeah. to have aromatics like that because it's really expensive to do. But if you're selling over but the bar, people screw will, it. People will pay for it and line up for it in the tap room. Mm-hmm. We've... we've to an extent, spoiled ourselves and our customers a little bit. Like it's 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 you can't go into Safeway and buy a six pack of beer that tastes like our beer. It just it doesn't there's no exist. face ripping IPA in you know? Safeway. Uh, yeah, I hate yeah. to break it to you. Just gotta get yeah. your ass down there to the pub, to the tasting room. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 In there. bring a clean growler. Right. Do you guys distribute out of the Bay Area at all? San Diego, we hit three, four times a year. We got friends who are driving down to Beachwood. They bring stuff to them, and then San Diego as well. Uh, I'm going down there in three weeks okay. for Festival of Dankness, which we were invited to, surprisingly, somehow. Um, <laughs> nice. You guys are trending. Yeah, yeah, that word. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we're excited about it. At San Diego's always been, Should like, be. a big inspiration, I think, to both Tim and I and the beers they do down there. And, nice. Um, Beachwood, I think, just destroys it with some of the best IPA I've ever had in my life. Yeah, they're good. Um, so it's always an honor that they'll actually buy our IPA and put it on next to that. And That's cool. Um, yeah, so we try and we try and get around California, but but it's all in state right now. Okay, all right. I gotta let you guys go. We'll get let you get out in the bar there oh, wait, and mingle we, we with have, your we fans. We have one thing to do before we yep. all leave, though. You do. I yeah. have another question for you too, but uh, so. oh god, <laughs> no! We brought a couple of these to share. You know, um, it wouldn't be a cellar maker event evening without a couple of underbergs to go down. I saw this in your tap room. Yes. Can I can I confess before I do this that the taste of anything resembling Jägermeister makes me throw up in my uh, mouth instantly? This is be do, we, do we have a trash bucket? The guy. last time I chugged this, I threw yeah, up. I don't like well, it. I don't like it either. I guarantee you that last time you chugged <laughs> them, they weren't body temperature like these are. Oh, um, yeah, they just <laughs> came out of your <laughs> ball <laughs> pocket. These are like so, temperature. These are fucking yeah. body I run hot too. I run really hot. <laughs> You're like a cat. I also have yeah. to drive home tonight. Can I fake it? Well, they, it? they say after a good meal, so why yeah. not taste that meal again? Uh, Here's your you're deal. drinking a hearty well, ESB. We're about to eat. Shouldn't we wait? No. You guys no, have we're to doing do this. it right now. Yeah. Your listeners are like on the edge of their seat right listeners now. Listeners don't give a shit about what we do. Oh, they're going to make you guys are going to make me So puke. You just got to screw the top yeah, off. Nate knows. Nate All right. Knows. Let me ask my question before I do it, because if I puke, <laughs> I have to go to break. <laughs> my question is, every time we have one of our favorite brewers in here... Um, 
the following day, they announce some big information, like they, <laughs> like they scoop us. So has anything happened? Like, are you guys getting bought yeah, out by SAB like, Miller? Yeah. Uh, are you? Last time it was Lagunitas. It was the and, only way uh, oh, that yeah. we could get those and, those South or uh, yeah. African hops. Or are yeah. you? Is that there some the big? The are Island. you? Are you opening a? Yeah, Goose Island. Goose Island. Are you Island. opening yeah. a brewery in North Carolina? Like, is there anything you want to confess? Here's the yeah. b- the big news. My birthday's Wednesday. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank so you. So the drinking starts now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tim. It starts with this Underberg. So the problem with the Underberg 2 in the bottle is that it pours slowly yeah. out. And so <laughs> I have, it's not like I can oh, just yeah, throw yeah, it no. past it my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Just There's it actually, it's like, it. I forget what it is, but like seven, exactly seven or eight slow drops that go into your mouth. You have a nice bitter as a chaser, Justin. There you Killer. Go. What's, the, gonna, what's the point of the Underberg? I never I have, really know. I have my bin right <laughs> here. Am I on camera, oh Beeve? If we're going to do it, you we might as well do it right. It's the same guy who wanted to get addicted to heroin. I'm going to vomit. And do you, are you supposed to like do no hands or something? It's, well, there's different techniques. Yeah, I mean you can hold it if you want, but I do the kind of the dolphin with holding it in my mouth and go back and forth a little bit. <laughs> what the fuck is the dolphin? Eh, maybe no, it speeds no. it up a little bit. I don't know. No, is that the dolphin, uh, Connor? Where you like sort of you hold? Okay, no hands. You put. Are you Connor, drinking Connor yours right now? Wait. Connor did not even wait. Jesus, that's all right. I have another one for him. So. Uh, <laughs> oh Connor has to do two. So make it um, more than one? All right. Wow. Well, if, here we go. If anybody in the hot grenade watching in the studio has a weak stomach, don't look at me because I'm about to Let's throw up. Are we cheersing or are yeah, we not? Cheers. 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 glory. To this uh, awful uh, Underberg. <laughs> Underberg. So glad I'm in a separate room. Mm. Yes. Oh, that looks rough. Oh, baby. <sighs> Settled. That was the best Just five seconds of silence on the show ever. <laughs> Just gonna throw an advertisement in there. Uh, I, I take it back. Your bitter tastes like shit. <laughs> it tastes like licorice. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, oh yeah, I am close. That, that was like, the harshest. Wow. Yeah, we got a, people, a couple people in the taste uh, room there. Woo! Oh, we got some other underbirds yeah. going down. Yeah. Way yes. to go. Great. Now I have to take a cab home with you fuckers. Your eyes are a little scary. Are you okay? It's medicine. It's medicine. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's awful. Why do you do that to yourself? You're going to have an Underberg sponsor now. Gonna <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, because I just gave such a glowing uh, recommendation. <laughs> I'd rather uh, eat a fresh turd. <laughs> <laughs> Underberg. Uh, <laughs> Under turd. Cellar Maker Brewing Company, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being in the studio with us. Uh, they're going to come out and hang out with you in the bar. And, um, yeah, watch, I never noticed you guys. Uh, you guys are pretty hot. I, just, I, just, I don't know. What? All of a sudden, you guys are pretty That's hot. A, the it's Underberg so did it to you? You're no, like, I just think they're hot. Does Scott have gay alcohol goggles? <laughs> yeah. No. Scott, uh, Wait, those Scott. are his transgender goggles. One more. Uh, <laughs> Someone's going home with the cellar maker, boys. I can't. The licorice taste out of my mouth. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, quick crying. I dislike that. You didn't oh. do it. I didn't have to do one. Yeah. Bitch. Fuck. <laughs> Let me burp in your face. All right, boys, yeah. come back anytime, will you? We got to yeah. talk. We got to talk more beer. Yeah. Um, I mean, the beauty of, of your uh, okay. of your method and location is that we can oh, we have endless beer to talk about. Yeah. So uh, please come back, hang out with us. Cellarmakerbrewing uh, uh, You can go check it out. Go visit them in San Francisco and uh, thank them for the good beer, not for the Underberg. Underberg. <laughs> Underberg. It's the session. Uh, we'll be back. I think. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. heard about White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Lab's yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, FlexCell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs, and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. 
Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. Brewing Network listeners receive 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code IPA at checkout. See terms and conditions for full details. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right. Welcome back to the program. Man, Monday is the new Friday out there. It's great. People are hanging out, drinking some Cellar Maker beer, having a good time here at the Hop Grenade. You still got a chance to get down here. We got some beer on cask if it didn't kick yet. It might have. Everyone was raving about it out there. Thanks to the boys from Cellar Maker for coming on, to, for coming on the show and bringing beer and hanging out with us and feeding us Unterberg. Unterberg. Which I can still taste in weird ways. Bevo. <laughs> when I burp, I taste it. Uh. Yeah, at the break, the first thing Bevo did was say, uh, I need to uh, get my lips around that thing. I need to be part of the <laughs> okay, club. first of all. That is what you no, said. That no, that is not and what I said. Is. And also, I would like an Unterberg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's inappropriate. No, I just said I wanted to be part of the club. And instantly, I regretted that decision because oh, then I gagged. Yeah. Yeah, but what about now? But you now came- I feel fantastic. <laughs> Great. Uh, more <laughs> drinking on the job. Uh, yeah, the, you didn't like the peppermint, right? Yeah, no. Pep- I, have a, I had a really bad life experience with peppermint schnapps. Mm. Life experience. <laughs> it was a life experience because it lasted for more than one day. I like how she calls it throwing up a life experience. <laughs> I Let's, guess if it did last for more than one day, that is. And I actually don't buy peppermint oh, anything. Right. I don't buy peppermint toothpaste, peppermint gum. <laughs> All since then. All since, yeah. Yeah. I'm, it, it's done. Change you forever. It's the same reason I can't do the because of the Jaeger flavor that is in there too. So f the cellar maker boys for that, but uh, thank them for for bringing beer. In you know, you can actually not my thing either. Yeah. You can sell them at at beer bars. I did not know that. Why is that? Yeah, because they're actually registered as uh, a medicine, basically, an aperitif. Because of the uh, digestive ingredients that they have in them, they can be sold. So a lot like you can sell NyQuil, right? The alcohol content in NyQuil is pretty high, but you don't need a liquor license to sell it. So you can sell it and uh, you don't anywhere. Yeah. It's not just a beer bar, anywhere. They don't have to have a license yeah. for alcohol. Yeah, so wow. we won't, but we could, for example. Well, it's we won't, a- why? Because Justin doesn't like peppermint? <laughs> because if I have to walk in here and even look at it every day, I will, really? I'll become nauseous every day. I'm like Pavlov's dog, dude. <laughs> you are very sensitive. Uh, I am. You really are. <laughs> fragile. See, you don't want to see that bullet belt of Underberg around the The bar? thing no. is, I've always been this way. It's just coming to light. I have a very, it's a very complex, tangled web I've had to weave <laughs> to exist on this planet hmm. uh, at, in this capacity. And sure. Yeah. But it, you'll find it like at all sorts of beer bars all, all over the, oh, the bay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, people, people do it. I don't know why. But they do. It'll get you there. Hey, real quick, don't forget about our great sponsor over at Adam and Eve. You can go to adamandeve.com and use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And you can buy dildos and panties and uh, you can buy... 
masks, Panty dildos. Uh, DVD. Like, there's all sorts of cool stuff that you get. And if you use the coupon code, you get uh, 50% off just about any one item. And then you get, like, 10 free DVDs, and you get free shipping, and you get a gift for her, which is cool. Like, it's a thing that you use for her, and oh. you get a gift for him, if you have a him, too. The, that's, that's a thing. And then there's a gift for both of you, which I'm really dying to know what that is, actually. I've, I haven't ordered myself, but what is the both of you? I think like? it's divorce papers. Because doesn't the way sex works, like, either one is happy or the other's happy? It's never both of you, right? Like, no, am I wrong? Well, I'm no, pretty you're sure right. you're not doing it right. Unless oh. they're both like anal. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, that's a scene that yeah. you're never. Yeah. Uh, it's never. It's never. So maybe uh, that's what both of. Maybe the gift for both of you is a bottle. Can, can I just put this out for the listeners? As you can tell, can somebody please start up a tasty <clears throat> quote book? Like this yeah. has to happen. Yeah, I've kind of been trying. Yeah. Um, anyway, you, you, get, you get all that stuff plus free shipping. Use coupon code BN Army. Uh, this is a real thing. Um, and they support us because you support them. So go go buy your creepy stuff through adamine.com, if you will. Um, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> now, on to wow. Utah. We're going to talk yeah, about the Mormon. Army. We're about to move into the Mormon state. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> my brother just moved to Utah. As oh, really? Interest, uh, oh. Uh, coinc- <laughs> coincidentally. We've got uh, Brian McRae in the studio with us. Uh, he's a listener, friend of ours from Utah. And uh, he came to talk to us about the Utah beer scene because we thought it was interesting. Uh, Homebrewing is recently legal in Utah, right? Yeah, it's uh, relatively new, but uh, back in 09 is uh, when they officially legalized it. Yeah, I call that recent. Yeah, it's pretty recent. um, There were homebrewers before then, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, one of the oldest stores there is a beer nut they've been selling for decades. Oh, interesting. And so it's not illegal to sell brewing equipment. But I wonder if they ever kind of gotten shaken down, like, hey, we know what you're doing here. We're watching you. Not that I'm aware of. I'm pretty sure they just kind of got left alone. Okay. Because they're just selling grains and yeast and all that nonsense. But they could never, like, homebrew themselves and have it around. No, uh -uh, definitely not. And there wasn't a whole lot of homebrew competitions, none in in the state, that kind of thing. I made sure to visit. I went to a homebrew shop in 2008, Utah. It was pretty open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they had everything out in the open. You could buy like any standard homebrew shop, but okay, you could tell it was in a transition phase. It wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, I think everyone felt kind of nervous. You know, it's like uh, someone to follow me home. <laughs> but, yeah, right. No, yeah. do you, you have to just keep talking like we do with the distilling, like allegedly this and theoretically that? <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. home and I'm going to not do anything. Right? With these. Is, was that what it was like having conversations with the sales guys? No. It I was, mean, it, no, no, yeah, it's way more open than that. Yeah, because huh. they're they're really really cracked down on alcohol itself, but they really didn't care too much about this until they actually brought it up in like the legislature, and then there were legislators who were like, yeah. "Oh, so now if we if we legalize homebrew, you're going to put it into baby bottles, right? Because you can, <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we know what those arguments are like. <laughs> and you're like, actually, yes, that's the first Absolutely. thing we yeah. thought of. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. That's why we want to do this. It helps you sleep, whatever it takes. Yeah. If you don't have the facility to make sure it's healthy, that type of stuff. That exactly, yeah. So. Do you know of anybody Slightly. who got whoever got prosecuted for you know homebrewing? Were there, were there any stories about that? Like, oh, you, you do have to be careful because you know so and so got busted. No, uh-uh. nothing. I never like heard that. a story like that. Yeah. Okay, but anyhow, so in 2009, it gets legalized, which uh, God bless America. Right. It's uh, not the last state, so that says something. <laughs> yeah, really. So I feel like we have to talk a little bit about kind of alcohol regulations in, in Utah in general so that we can understand maybe what happened when they legalized homebrewing. So there are ABV restrictions in Utah, right? Right, yeah. So uh, 
the most you can buy in a, in a grocery store, that's all they sell is beer, and it can't be above 4% ABV. So that, bottled beer in a grocery store, nothing above 4 Nothing above 4%. 4% and they can't sell liquor. And they can't sell liquor, no wine, nothing. They even, no uh, wine. Wow. Even uh, there was, um, God, it was, I want to say four or five years ago, mm-hmm. they passed some legislation to pull out um, even like the Mike's Hard Lemonade Oh, interesting. All those kind of, they call them the Alco Pops. Yeah, that's right. the sure. that's yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah so yeah. they got rid of those because they thought, you know, well, kids are going to want to drink those automatically just because kids are stupid. And, and it says lemonade. It does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And parents don't pay attention to their children at all, which is partially right. true. There's 40 per family. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where do people buy liquor and wine? You have to go through the uh, state-sanctioned um, DABC, the, so the state-run liquor stores. Okay. That's what they do. So, so. it's not that you can't get wine. You just no, they, just, they make okay. it as difficult as possible. They just make it available. That's as far as the state's concerned. We have to make it available. Okay. But we don't have to go beyond that. We're not going to make it easy. Yeah. We're just going to make it available. What are those okay. stores like? They're open for one hour a day. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> right. One day a month. Wow. <laughs> well, just, no, describe it. I mean, is it like a lot of weird empty shelves? And no, stuff? no, it's actually quite full. And uh, craft beer has actually done well because the, those, those uh, sections have grown. So they're, they're not great business people because they're not, they don't care about business. Um, but they do recognize that more and more people are ordering like craft beer, buying craft beer. So those sections have grown. They're bringing more into the state slowly but surely. Cause but the craft beer in those sections... In a bottle also has to be four percent or below. No, no. In the DABC, it's all it's open. Oh. It's fair game. Everything everything goes. They sell liquor, nice. wine, and uh, what they call hard beer. Okay, or heavy beer. Excuse me. They call it heavy beer. Are there any restrictions on the ABV of, of no. beer then? At a, so they so we can do fourteen percent barley yeah. wines, whatever. Yeah, there's no oh, okay. restrictions once it's in once it's in the DABC. Nice. All right. Yeah. That's not so bad. No. And then is there a DABC in every community or do you have to drive, you know, a half hour? It, it can be a little difficult to get to some sometimes. Um, we're kind of lucky where we live. Uh, it's about a five-minute drive or so to one. Okay. Uh, but the next closest one is probably 20 minutes. You bought your house based on the uh, – We DB- absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the criteria. We, we pasted it uh, off. Three bedrooms, five blocks from the liquor store. Two bathrooms. <laughs> that comes right before the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what about kegged beer? So when you go to bars or, or brew pubs, um, ABV limits there? Same thing. Yeah, that's um, one of the biggest frustrations is you can't get higher than 4% on draft either. Really? Uh, I thought there was a distinction between the bottles. And maybe what I was misinterpreting is that you can buy these bottles at the at the state-run liquor store. Right. You can also buy them at, a, at one of these you know restaurants or things like that. We've got a couple of pretty nice beer bars in town that have a really, really impressive bottle selection. Okay. But it's still 4% or below on draft. On draft. They call it the keg law, and okay. they have a limitation on exactly how much can be in a – like how the volume. Mm-hmm. It's, I think I want to say it's like two liters. It might be a gallon, but you can't have any liquor in something larger than a gallon. Above 4%. So I remember okay. being at Squatters in 2008 when I visited. I've been there, yeah. That, yeah, nice beers. Mm-hmm. But they had a very special beer that had uh, almost double-digit double alcohol or close to it. Right. And you had to have, there was special protocol. You couldn't just go to the bar and order it. You had to sit down, have a meal or something like this. They had some <laughs> right. kind of like, rules around it. It was very <laughs> Yeah, particular. there's a lot of different right. licensings. You know, um, so they've got an interesting uh, set of licenses. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, um, it's kind of like a per capita. So every... City every township has uh, a limitation on the number of licenses they can provide based on the number of people there. Okay, and then they can only have them so close together. Yeah, 
that kind of thing. So that, that's not dissimilar to other places. No, too. not necessarily. The ABC decides that, and so, you know, the the city of Concord and the ABC, either mm-hmm. one of them here in California, could decide to limit the amount of liquor licenses and and say and deny another. For example, when we mentioned that we were going to be a, a bottle shop as well, mm-hmm. um, it did have to go up the ladder a little bit because there's a liquor store around the corner that way, and there's a liquor store around the corner the other way, and they wanted to make sure if we're another liquor store they would have said no right so that's not too dissimilar to other close uh like there's a brewery that um they've been around for a while they just recently relocated down to the valley and they um they're called shades of pale and he's been kind of fighting he's uh he just wants to sell his beer okay but he can't because there's no more tavern licenses and a tavern license Ah. in utah would be just somebody who can pour their beer now a lot of his beer he sells in the grocery store so they're four percent so he could actually serve those on tap but he's got some other high point ones that he would have to be able to pour from a bottle. Mm-hmm. But there's no more tavern licenses. Wow. He's not allowed to have one. He's like, but I'm not a tavern. Right. I'm a I'm manufacturer. A, I'm a okay. I just, I just want to be able to let people taste my beer because that's all I'm trying to do is mm-hmm. just sell my product, you know, get a little feedback and sales and marketing. Yeah. And he can't do it. So he actually got the city to allow a new license for nice. him. Very special. Yeah, it's kind of a big step. But now he's got to go through the state. Now he's got to get the tavern license from the state. Okay. So now he's going through that process, and so we'll see what happens there. But at least he got you know, permission from the city to have this kind of special qualification yeah. for a tavern license based on a manufacturing In your experience, and, and I don't know your, your level of expertise on this. But Very low. The, so the people – do you think that the people running the state, the people who this decision has to go to, are the same people or the same type of people – that created these laws in the first place? In other words, are they still the same religious people, the same kind of blue law type of... It's healthy! (laughs) Well, we have... um, So you've got the legislators, and the legislation is, by some estimates I've heard, they think about 85% LDS. Okay. You know, so Latter-day Saints. Yeah, Latter-day Saints, Mormons. Um, They they think it's about 85%. I've heard as high as 90. Okay. Um, And most of them, there's a few of them who are very progressive. They're like, I know, I think there's one up in the... Outside of Park City, which is one of our more progressive areas, he's like, look, I, I don't drink, but I don't agree with my church on this. You know, th- we need to be a lot more liberal on this. We need to be able to bring in business, mm. things like that. Okay. But there's other ones who are just, no, I believe my constituency doesn't want this at all, which sure. is not accurate. And every can, it's balanced, I'm sure, in most places. The, the per- percentage of LDS people in the state is dwindling. You know, it is? It's, it's still a little over 50% for sure, but. Okay. That's just an immigration people coming in kind of thing, right? A lot of it is, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, the uh, the populace, obviously, they're most a lot of Mormons. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can handle craft beer, right? There, there's no uh, indication that uh, higher alcohol beers are a problem. I no, assume. not at all. In fact, uh, well, you Mormons like, are going to start having sex. Yeah, with I mean, this gonna, craft oh, beer. Oh, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's it's like you know, just have one wife. <laughs> At <laughs> craft beer, it, craft beer like, oh, leads man. to monogamy. Oh, it's estrogen. I don't feel like having two wives. Yeah, you're out. They're not allowed to have coffee either. So no. Oh, yeah. Right, so yeah. and there's this weird distinction between coffee and caffeine, that kind of thing. So, but I heard one comedian once say that, uh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't smoke, I can't drink. So, what's the point of coffee? I don't want to stay awake anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. Naps are better. Uh, and I'm just, you know, look at if if these are elected officials, I think that there's something to be said for who your community is, and, and these are the people right. that they elected. So I'm actually not asking because I. Want to, want to judge whether they're Mormon or not. I'm just curious if it's the same legislate, type of legislators that, that did it in the first place. And it sounds like maybe it is. It pretty much is. Yeah. But then you've got the DABC as well, which are an appointed body. 
and okay. even this appointed body, and they're kind of the ones who make the rules and make a lot of decisions on behalf of you know how alcohol is handled and run in the state. It's still seventy five percent LDS. You know, yeah, I think yeah. two of the appointees are non non LDS. Mm-hmm. Okay. That kind of thing. So, yeah. Okay. But they don't run the whole thing as a, as a business like you normally would think they would. Um, the numbers I've heard of, they've been making money hand over fist, you know, like increasing by like 10 to 20% a year. Mm-hmm. They're making millions and millions of dollars in revenue. And this year they cut the budget by half a million dollars. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I think, oh, we're doing too well. Pull back. It's <laughs> <Huh>. interesting. <laughs> right. yeah. It's going to get obvious, guys. Yeah, this exactly. is a boon. Yeah. <laughs> what a racket. Yeah, and all the money, all the, all the tax revenue goes to just like school lunches. Okay. So apparently we've got... You got some good. You got some healthy Utah kids. Apparently, I like that. Could be a lot healthier too. Could be. But I, if I go there it. and I see a bunch of fat Utah kids, <laughs> I'm not buying it. That's right. <laughs> you know. Uh, all right. Now it can't be that that brewers aren't always asking for these laws to change. I mean, that must happen every year, right? You know, I'm honestly not sure. Um, it's been my understanding that a couple of the larger breweries might actually be lobbying, lobbying to keep those uh, like the keg laws where they are. Really? Well, tap handles. You know, I don't want uh, I don't want Fat Tire to come in and take over my tap handle because we're number one in the state right here. Yeah. You know, what if I lose some tap handles or, you know, Good have to... Point. So I, I think some of them, some of the bigger ones, aren't necessarily pushing yeah. for are, a change. But uh, Are they bringing in beer, like a 4% version of Fat Tire? No. Mm-mm. No, but it, that's what he's saying, that if the law changed... They would start bringing they, they in would. beer. Brought, New yeah. Belgium would go, oh, new we, market, we, we can Salt Lake City. Right. I we can see. get Fat Tire in the DAB in the liquor stores, but we can't get it on draft anywhere, and you're right. not going to find it in 9 out of 10 right. restaurants around the valley. But if they could come in very easily like that, then you'd be having Fat Tire on pretty much everywhere, sure. right? It's, it's, uh, Uinta's Utah, right? Yeah. Uinta's big in Utah. Yeah, they're, and they're big brewery. They're very large. They, in fact, yeah. uh, about a year ago, they got a big VC influx, you yeah. know, and um, they're going Kong? gangbusters. Wow. What's that? Viet Cong? Viet yeah. Cong, yeah. A lot of them. They have yeah. small people. Good workers. Really... There you go. Yeah, they started producing a lot more beer when We're, the Viet Cong uh, came in. They can, get, <laughs> they can get right in there and clean things out. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really a boon for business there. I went to Uinta early on in the BN. Jamil and I were on a road trip. And we Uinta? Uh, I, I went to Uinta. Uh, at the same time, I went to Squatters, too. But we checked out the brewery and uh, good beer. Nice people. Yeah, um, I like them a lot there. Okay. So... All right, so homebrewing becomes legalized. And do you see a change then in the homebrewing scene when that happens? Is it growing because of that? It's, it's grown tremendously, I think, at least in the, especially in like the last three years, uh, it feels to me. It's, it's gotten really, really big. My club was uh, formed just about three years ago. What's your club? Uh, the Lauderdale Brewers. Okay. Here, check out their logo, Jay, on this bottle here. Yeah, we got a bottle. What is that, Porter? Uh, coconut porter. Coconut oh, porter. that's rad! It's like a car boy with the uh, with the tie and the little shirt, like yeah, I pocket protector. One on the back of my shirt if you want to see that, but that's good stuff. <laughs> Are there any uh, LDS uh, members of your club? No, there wouldn't be. <laughs> Not with a name <laughs> really? like that. They oh, no, because they you can't reveal. drink. They can't drink, right? No, they, they won't reveal. Are there? Right. Is there <laughs> they yeah, they, are, they haven't told us, right? They, these are bishop might find out, and that would be a very bad thing. Right. Aren't there like lesser, more like every religion? Like like Bevo's a terrible christian she she just did i'm not a terrible she's christian great. i mean she was shooting up uh heroin and and underberg at the break yep. yet she's a, you know aren't there like lesser versions okay. of lds or is it all or nothing Justin. no they call them jack mormons <laughs> oh okay. they call them jack mormons they're people who consider themselves to be mormon they attend church occasionally but 
I'm going to drink my coffee anyway. You know, I'm going to have the occasional beer. And you okay, know. so like every other religion, pretty on much. Earth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just I'm check. okay with part of it, but not all of it. So I'm just going to do what I want to do. But none of those are in your uh, louder day saints. Uh, not that uh, I'm club. aware, but you okay. never know. All right. How many members in the club? We actually up to 65 this year, or something like that. We uh, probably gained 30 new members this year alone. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So we've we've been really growing like crazy. What do you? What do you? Yeah. What's the trend? Yeah. What do you attribute that to? Um, I think a lot of it um, is well. Obviously, we're. I think Utah's a little bit behind the curve, and you know, homebrewing's been going across the country. So we're kind of just starting to pick up speed there. But I see it's 2011 in Utah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Homebrewing has been paralleling uh, craft beer in, in interest as well. It has, and we're we're also growing in that scene as well. You know, sure. we've had you know like four new breweries kind of open up in the last couple of years, but it was, it was very very plateaued for several years when it was growing everywhere else yeah so the not more, that it's easy to open up a craft brewery in utah it's very difficult is it? it is because of the same type of laws partially um well i mean imagine a, a small person who wanted to open up a, a tap room they can't you know unless they want to serve only four percent beers they can't open up a cost-effective tap room they have to have right. an entire bottling line and they have to be able to bottle and serve everything like that uh brian coleman is uh, he owns two row brewing company uh, okay. he's uh, one of our club members and i brought some of his beers he just opened up about, I don't know, a month ago, six weeks officially. Okay. So he, but he only sells out of his establishment, and he can only sell right there. That's it. I mean, like some restaurants have come down and bought from him because we're cool with the under 60,000 barrels, I think, self-distribution. Okay. But um, he's not going to sell to the DABC to be distributed there because it's going to just kill his profit margins. I see. You know, and he can't make any money on, you know, like, Pints, tasters, anything like that because of the laws. All of his stuff is above 4%. I'd be terrified to open anything in Utah. It is not on the yeah. Hop Grenade uh, location list. Nope. That's yeah. Right no, I would be afraid to. <laughs> yeah. Like, just see. Do people go out for. I went to Squatters <laughs> because like I had bird. heard good things about it and I needed dinner. Right. But, like, people come to the Hop Grenade because you kind of go out drinking. You go have a few pints. Do people do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've okay. got a couple of really nice beer bars downtown. Uh, the Bayou, which is actually owned by the same people as the Beer Nut. Um, it's, it's great. They've got a huge bottle selection. Uh, they've got a nice tap selection, too. You know, it's all 4% beers. And we're getting some new ones. You know, it's the session trend is really growing. So oh, that's going to help you. It helps tremendously. We've got uh, Maybe Utah Ballast Point, is... Even Keel just came into the market. Oh, yeah. Um, Easy Jack. No, not yet. I think that's 4-4 four, four from what I saw. Oh. So that's not what they should just, let's just lie about it. I think so. <laughs> four. Maybe Utah, maybe this is a Utah conspiracy, yeah. this session trend. <laughs> yeah. Utah's like, oh, I got an idea. What if we convince everybody that low alcohol IPAs are where it's at? Hey, guys, you know what's awesome? Yeah. Not that much alcohol. <laughs> yeah. We'll be the next Portland. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Jake, love you it. move to Utah, man. I would. That could be your place. That's your jam. That's my jam. Yeah. It's working so far, I guess. <laughs> What's this beer in my glass? A coconut porter? Yeah, it's a coconut porter. Yeah, it's um, a porter recipe I made uh, actually listening to um, someone up from Seattle that you guys had on um, many okay. years ago. And, okay. Um, so I based it on that, and this time I just thought I'd throw some port- coconut into it, and I think it turned out pretty nice. This is a nice beer. Uh, you're talking about Ruben's Brews? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yep. so it was Ruben's Brews. Yeah. yeah. Basically, what he kind of talked about was in his porter. I'm like, all right. That was one of our nominees for uh, Beer of the Year that year, the Robust Porter. Yeah. F- fabulous beer. Yeah. One of the few beers I've made... Uh, Multiple times, and it's turned out pretty good, and this time I just threw some coconut in. Tastes like fresh, raw coconut. Yeah, Spirit's that's good. what I was going for. I just I wanted a lot of coconut, not just like, is there some coconut in here? No, yeah. I wanted, oh, there's, this is coconut. It's really good. You're a good brewer. <laughs> yeah. Let's open up some of that uh, pro brew. Oh, yeah, let's do that. 
<laughs> Scott, you're a good brewer. You got any pro oh, brew? Yes. <laughs> but I already finished mine. I'm, I'm done with it. Well, you guys might get a kick out of this other uh, homebrew we have here. It's, okay. uh, it's a gin barrel IPA that we did as a club. Okay. So oh, we JP got... just slid me a note saying, please crack that open. So, yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> he likes gin. If you like gin, you'll, you'll dig this. It's... What if I hate gin? Then you won't like it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a small pour, Moskowitz. Um, yeah, it's, it's mostly gin, a little IPA, but it's fairly well balanced. But I'm going to need my glass. It's yeah. heavy gin. Try not to chug. I might actually drive home tonight. What? Underberg, what? Cellar Maker. Jesus. But after that long break we had. Uh, that you... coconut porter was great. <coughs> it was good, yeah. yeah. Just because it's, it's par for the course, I'd also like to have some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're my ride home if I don't drive home I don't tonight. have a car. Sam's coming to pick me up. Oh, then Sam's oh, my ride home. Sucks yeah. for you. I guess we're all drinking tonight. Fuck <laughs> it. Okay, yeah, I smell... Actually, the gin smells really nice. Yeah, it's a fairly new distillery, Salt Lake Distillery. Okay. Um, and yeah, we just uh, got a couple of their barrels, and uh, we're going to be sticking uh, a farmhouse into the other barrel Okay. in the next uh, week or two. How long have you been in Utah? Like 25 years. I why, took, uh, why, my dad moved us there okay. with his job like when I was a kid, so yeah, I've been cool. there. <laughs> got it. Really? <laughs> Could have gone as far as California. He'd been a great. Yeah, city. Could, he, he could have been so in California. Close. It was an option, so and cool. uh, he chose Utah he got a, instead. He got a flat tire in Utah, so that was where <laughs> we stopped. That's pretty much oh, how it worked you. out. So, <laughs> I uh, moved to Africa for a couple of years, but then I came back and met my wife and got stuck there. So, okay, that's got a good it. reason. Yeah, that is a good reason. Your wife Ashley's here hanging out in the studio yep. with us also. Very patient. And, and what are you guys doing here? Are you out on vacation? Or? Yeah, we yeah. come here like once a year. We like to stay up in the Sonoma area. And Okay. Yeah, so we're actually here for like a 10th, 10th anniversary kind of special thing. We usually bring the kids, but we left them back this time. Oh, good call. All, all yeah. nine of them at home with the baby. All 12. 12, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 12. Yeah, they're watching each other, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you have 12. That's right. <laughs> they'll make a move. Right. Uh, so... Are there a lot of homebrew clubs in Utah now? Um, I think four that I'm really aware of. There's there's us. There's um, ZZ Hops, and they've been around quite a while, but they're pretty small, a little exclusive, really nice guys. They just like to keep themselves small. There's the O-Town Hopheads. They're up in Ogden. Um, okay. And they're, they're pretty, pretty small. And then uh, we've got uh, one of the kind of cool uh, all-female clubs in the country, the Hop Bombshells. Oh, yeah. I know of them. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they did a presentation for... The Radagast Award, okay. I, th- I think it was them, um, at, the, at the Homebrewers Conference, which is just a club that, that does good things for, right. the com- for the community. Yeah, so. they're, they're really cool. And actually, I think one of the, the, the manager of the Beer Nut, uh, Jamie, she's like uh, kind of their president. She kind of got that started, and okay. they roll through the Beer Nut. And, Excellent. Yeah, they're, they're a cool group. Which one of the clubs complains about the Brewing Network as a club? Uh, all of them? All of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, repeatedly, yeah. Utah hates the Brewing Network. <laughs> That's great. How long have you been homebrewing? I got started about seven years ago. I uh, took a two-year break or so when my, my little girl was born. She's kind of busy, but I really got back into it about three years ago. Okay. And going pretty strong ever since. So Ashley was like, stop brewing. You got to take care of the kid finally and stop being such a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Knock it off or, or make beers that I want to drink. So. <laughs> that's, that's a better yeah. yeah. Actually, your brewing's kind of shitty lately. Why don't you take a little break, read some more books, and then uh, we'll talk about your brewing again. We'll see how we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how you do. You can brew me a test batch in six months, and uh, I'll be the judge of this. That's right. Yeah. Raise like a barn that. in the meantime. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> they're, not, they're not Amish. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, what do the Mormons do? See, at least the Amish, like, build things. The they difference do build between things. the Amish and Mormons is fucking one has electricity. 
right? Isn't that it? That's it, right? More or less, yeah. 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 Right. I think the Amish have fewer wives. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Well, they just know how to live. See, this part I agree with the Mormons, I think. You know, why Why just have one? Why just have one? I mean... You don't even have one. <laughs> yeah, but... Because he can only have one. That's right. A big because if I had one, that's it. It's I over. I would have been married yeah. 10 years ago if I could if have you could have multi. Yeah, especially in different places, and they all had their own income. They were sorry each other. I believe yeah. that's called hoes in different area codes. Well, see, and it. this is where the Mormons had it right. Yeah. This is why I shouldn't drink. Very progressive that way. And rappers. They are progressive. See, we like to call them, like, not progressive. Like, they don't have electricity, but no. but they're progressive. Forward thinking. Yeah. One day. Now, everyone will have multiple wives. Exactly. Uh, yeah, 20 Absolutely. years, whatever, for now, people will be like, well, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I hate to admit it, but the Mormons. Those Mormons are right. <laughs> <laughs> right. In certain areas. Yeah. Why? Why not call it multiple husbands? You could have multiple husbands too. Sure. Right? No, thank right. you. Right. Yeah, Sam's enough. Yes, he's enough of a man for her. Right. Finally. Uh, all right. Well, God, what do you think of the gin beer, JP? You don't like it. I don't like I'm it. Thinking, I'm still no. thinking about the multiple wives. Thing. I don't like it because it's it's. Uh, I don't like I think that. The, the the botanicals in the in the gin clash with the hops, and it's this very harsh. Lasting harshness. Is it? Was it a hoppy beer too? Yeah, we actually uh, modeled it after um, La Cumbre's Elevation. Okay, which is a pretty pretty dank beer. But uh, yeah, I know it. It's it's pretty ginny. I know several uh, brewers. In fact, one of our brewers is um, he works for Epic. Yeah, oh, and yeah. he's uh, one of the cellarmen. Uh, he's actually the head cellarman, and he uh, actually blended it with like two and a half gallons of some of their IPA nice. oh, wow. to cut it back, and he felt that was a, yeah, a lot better. So. Yeah, I mean, like a, so yeah, if we were able to cut it back, I think we'd all be a lot happier. Like but. a pale ale or something. I just, I, I think it's it's the the clash between the the hops and the and the botanicals and the gin. Yeah. I think you pick one and go for it. It's a well designed beer. Their the gin is there. actually really, really. He's got a lot of heavy botanical. Yeah, okay. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a it's a dark brown with you know all the stuff he's got going oh, on. Wow. Really. Wow. Yeah, it's, have you gotten have you gotten feedback of people saying they like the interplay between those two things? Like I'm wondering if it's a subjective thing. I mean, I agree with JP, but I'm wondering if people have said the opposite. I haven't heard too much back yet. Uh, we only uh, put this into kegs for all the the brewers who were involved in it about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So, but so was this a full barrel uh, yeah, club we had project? A sixty gallon okay. barrel. So 60 yeah, gallon, we, yeah, we brewed sixty five gallons, something like that, and then nice. everyone kind of dropped it off, you know, filled it up, and then came and collected their kegs like six eight weeks later. But that gin flavor is there. Yeah, and it's prominent, and it's the first thing you, you taste, it which is. I kind of like. It, 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 I think a lot of like brown liquors in beers, you get the beer, and then you kind of get that brown liquor kind of muddled. But this is, it's kind of, uh, here's your warm-up to the beer. Yeah. And I, and I kind of like that. You think there'd be a better base beer even than a pale ale to do this? Because I'm thinking, like, if, if botanicals clash in an IPA, there's going to be less botanicals with a pale ale, but they'll still be there. So maybe yeah. something just like a blonde, or I, is there <laughs> something better, an amber? Maybe a wit beer. I don't know. Hmm. I think that's where they're going with the uh, the farmhouse. So they're hoping that the farmhouse mm. ale, you know, all that Belgian phenolic is really going to kind of... would probably... Yeah. yeah. Nate's the Saison so, king. He would know. Oh, it <laughs> seems like it might be a nice try. Yeah. yeah. From Phenol, a, phenols and esters. Yeah. Blending yeah. with that fruit and uh, spice. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to try it. I wish I could have gotten in on it, but they're going to leave it in there for a long time. This was six weeks. They're going to think they're going to do mm. closer to... Five six months, on which would the, make it even more intense, really. Yeah. Well, but but the hops would drop out, though, wouldn't they? Yeah. So you'd just mm-hmm. be you'd end up with more of the botanicals and eventually less of the hops, yeah. right? Also, do you have criteria for who in the club gets to add beer to the barrel, or do you just let everybody? Uh, they have to be a member. You know, okay. uh, we're really open. So like every other month, we're like, you know, anybody show up. We're going to do educational stuff. But then yeah. the other 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 month, and so anyone who's like actually a paid member can get involved in it. But we try to rotate. You know, because that could be a problem. Like if, if I'm in your club. 
and you all know me, and I show up with my beer, and right. I'm like, hey, hey, guys, I brought mine for the for the barrel. Oh, the meeting is just ending. No, hey, guy, here I am. I know I just, I'm here. I brought beer. Everything's like, better with butter. Like, you would let me put my beer in. No. No. So there, no. You, so there are rules. <laughs> a little bit, yes. Yeah, so it's just not we're, Vietnam. We're, there are rules. <laughs> well, there's when, a lot of VC. You would never know. <laughs> right. When we uh, when we did the um, this gin barrel one, we actually tried to do like two or three like big group brews. So we were brewing as a group like 20, 40 gallons in a day. Okay. But with the farmhouse that we're talking about, that was actually that ended up just because of the way things worked out. Some were being busy. That was literally like you know fifteen different guys brewing five gallons or a couple brewing ten or fifteen that kind of thing. Got it. So you no, know, the Michael Peasley, he's our former president, and I was like our equipment barrel project, you know, kind of officer, and now he'll be. Making sure they're all decent before okay. they go in, I'm sure. Good call. Because, you know, it's a big project. Yeah. And, you know, just throw Yeah, we, we've got a club member, Ed, who's uh, kind of known for uh, funking up beers pretty bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> Does he know that he's he that club yeah, member? He he's oh, he proud does. of it. He's like, yeah, if you want it funky, just have me put one of my beers in there. Good. <laughs> I'm See, I like that. As long as you're honest about what you are, it's the ones who are like, what are you talking about? Uh, like funk funky. in a good way or a bad way? Uh, kind of in a bad way, but everyone likes it. I think that if huh. he makes a clean beer, he thinks he fucked up. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of so, how it works. Okay. So everything just sits like in his basement open. <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Which okay. is why his club will never win Club of the Year. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. He, he is the most vocal opponent. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are brewing clean beers. You suck. <laughs> it, it sucks. <laughs> you even know what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming and talking Utah beer with us. Uh, I know you brought some more, so we're going to take a a, a break, and then you want to hang out with us while we got to do some Drunk of the Week calls and some things like that, and maybe we can drink some more Utah beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like I said, Brian Coleman, he's got a new brewer, and he's got some – I think he's got the best IPA in the state now, so it's it's phenomenal. His uh, American farmhouse is uh, killer, too. Okay. Well, now that my brother just moved to Utah, this is good for me. I need to know, like, the ins and outs. Where you to gotta, go. you got to tell me where to go. I can help you with that. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not going to visit if there's no beer. I mean, that's sort of just a, a given. Right. You know, like he was living in Lake Havasu before, so I don't visit. There's no beer you know. in Lake Havasu? Well, there is, but, you know. Like, like BLs and stuff? Mm, yeah. yeah. Lake Havasu? I mean, I can get a 30-pack fucking cheap. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. Right. But uh, Sometimes that's all you need. 30-pack of Big Mouth, dude. That's all you need. Hey, it's hot out. You just it spirals. It has a spiral big mouth. It goes down your oh, throat faster. Yeah. Yeah. Every gimmick in the world for nine dollars, except quality. That's <laughs> except, one gimmick that has a limit. <laughs> yes, the yeah. quality gimmick hasn't hasn't. Yeah, you think you guys are behind <laughs> the quality gimmick? At least you caught up with that. That's right. right. Well, it's you know it's overrated. <laughs> you see that quality? That's hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's what we'll do. We will take a uh, pretty quick break here, and we'll come back and we'll try some more beer from Utah, and we got some drunk of the weak voicemails also we're going to give away uh one of those i dip water testers yeah so it's going to be a call-in game get ready to uh phone in it's the session we'll be right back Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Attention, home brewers! If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top 10 labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more than $2,500 in prizes will be awarded. If you've created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. GrogTag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature march pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. 
Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Hey, welcome back to the program. Didn't we already play this rejoin? Yeah, I must You really like it that two. much, huh? Hey, who doesn't like a little Steel Panther? <laughs> we missed them last time they were in town, Jip. That's true. It wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. And, it was like uh, a week after our um, NHC return. Oh, yeah. I think I just wasn't in town or something, and that's how it happened. So Steel Panther, murder, arson, and Steel Panther. Yeah. All right, so uh, just a couple of things left to do. I got a Drunk of the Week call on right now. We could do that. Ghost from Milwaukee. Ghostface Killer. Tony Starks. <laughs> What's up, Ghost? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing well. How are you, man? Oh, I am very drunk. Yeah, where are you at? I'm in Milwaukee. I'm moving next week, so uh, Milwaukee. I'm drinking all my beers I got at my cellar that I can't fit. In the car? <laughs> That's the only good thing about moving. You have to drink all your beers that you've been cellaring. Yeah, it's, it's kind of rough. I know how much I can fit in the car, and I'm drinking all the beers I can't fit, so I'm I'm pretty loaded. I've been drinking since about 2 o'clock in the morning. It's 2, two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Jesus. Where are you moving to? I'm moving to Washington, D.C. area. I'm moving to Alexandria. Okay. Job or what? Uh, my fiance got a job uh, as a lawyer for the uh, DEA, so I got to uh-huh. go out there with her. And I got I got a good job too, working for Hyatt, yeah, a hotel company. So I got a good job too, but uh, <laughs> but she makes more money than me, so I'm I'm, I'm following her. Ghost sounds special. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm way drunk. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Ghost? I'm 28, but uh, but I, I went through all the beers I couldn't fit in my beer cellar boxes. <laughs> And I've been drinking a lot of uh, homebrew. His wife's like, listen, I brought you, you have two and a half boxes, okay? That's all you get for your beer. Anything that doesn't fit in there, I don't care what you do with it, but it's not going in the goddamn moving truck. Justin, I've got got five boxes of 12-ounce bottles. Yeah. And I've got uh, four four boxes of uh, 22 to uh, 750-ounce beer bottles and everything else I'm drinking. I'm just, I'm just drinking. How, what are you, are you moving in like twelve hours? You got to get it all done tonight. No, I got I move uh, so Thursday this week. <laughs> so funny. the uh, the movers show up and they move all my shit. And then Friday I hit the road with the fiance and we drive out. Hopefully she's and driving. And that's when all my shit's moving. All right. So you got from now to Thursday, huh, buddy? Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm wishing you luck, Ghost. Oh, I need I need luck. I need luck, man. I. 
I've got a lot of beer to drink. I've gone through majority of it already. Yeah. But I got a lot of homebrew that is not good. And by the way, it's not good. You know you can dump some of it out, dude. You don't have to drink it no, all. No, 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 man. <laughs> I got to drink it. It's in my brew, and I got to drink it. That's shitty if I pour it out. No, I like your commitment. Mm. All right. You, I uh, pour it out. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. I, I hope I am. Because you know what? I don't like these douchebags who call in yeah. and record their Drunk of the Week things. Gotta, That's bullshit. you got to do it live. you got to actually be legit <laughs> and call in when, it, when it's real Drunk of the Week. So I'm the, a real Drunk of the Week. It's like a Muppet. Fuck those guys. <laughs> That's bullshit. He's <laughs> like Ghost Muppet. <laughs> All right, thank you, Ghost. Uh, you are in the running for uh, Drunk of the Week. Oh, well, now I don't want to play oh, What happened to you? Did I kill you? Oh, there you yeah. are. Now I don't want to no. play voicemails. Did uh, he go through puberty on the phone? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought he sounded like a Muppet, like, like Sean Paxton. You ever notice how Paxton sometimes sounds like a Muppet? <laughs> what? <laughs> he, what I'm he struggling with yeah. is... <laughs> no, not his, not his, uh, wor- his phrasing, but yeah, listen to him next time. Okay. Sometimes he mm. sounds like a Muppet, too. Uh-huh. In a good way. Like he's like a really big Muppet. <laughs> like really he's like a seven foot tall <laughs> Muppet. He's like a seven, yeah. He's like Sweetums from the Muppet, the big dude with the fucking, you know. <laughs> no, he's worth the guy in the trash can. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. The grouch. Yeah. Yeah. Big hands telling you everything's fun. <laughs> uh, all right, so here's what we get. Do we get some more of this Utah beer in front of us? Oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah let's, let's crack yeah, open some of that. Just, yeah, it doesn't magically show up. I got to uh, know. IPA or uh, double IPA? <laughs> Awesome. Right, There's the IPA. IPA. I don't know. J- why don't you let JP decide? <laughs> well, I'll take water, please. <laughs> I do have a nice gold <laughs> nail in there. Uh, yeah, let's do that one. Why did you pick the two shitty beards? <laughs> Golden ale. Uh-oh. Who is this from, Brian? Uh, two Row. Two Bro. He's uh, Brian Coleman, one of two, our... Two Bros? Two Row. Oh, two, two, bro, two Bros Brewing. <laughs> two Row Brewing. Yeah. Two Row Brewing. Not related. Not related. <laughs> Just bring one bottle. That's their tagline. No, I brought, two I brought, Bros. I brought two not related. Let's get that shit rolling around here, man. We can drink a lot of this. All yes. right. That's a nice beer. Hmm. Tasty said that as he sniffed it. Must have really liked the aromatics. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's my favorite style. Mm-hmm. Mine too. This is an IPA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 7% IPA. It's, a it's U- an IPA? It's a Utah IPA. Yeah. It's a Utah IPA. Really? But, 7%? Uh, wow. You wouldn't say it if you meet it. Six five, seven. Seven. seven yeah. Oh, LDS IPA. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. right up there with polygamy porter. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give away one of these iDip water testers. Yes. What's it, the iDip Sense Master? Sense Safe. Thank you. The Sense Safe. Uh, what do I have to do? Should be Sense Master. They can have that name. I've just given it to them. All right. All right. Uh, maybe that'll be the upgraded version that later on. Has a lot of hop coming through at the end. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It's nice. That's good. Um, what's the value of this kit? Do we know? It's pretty. There, I think it's like 180 bucks. Oh, that's cool, man. Or maybe even 200. It's 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 pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty thorough. So should we give it away to like caller number 600, Bevo? What do you think? How about caller number seven? <laughs> All right, caller number seven, triple eight four zero one beer. Call in right now, triple eight four zero one beer. Caller number seven is going to win a free I dip. SenseSafe test kit. I, uh, I dip test kit from SenseSafe. <laughs> there you go. You can go to SenseSafe.com. Nate loves it. And uh, I think what we're going to do is badass. we're going to pass Nate's around the BN like a, like a cheap date. <laughs> and uh, I'll get to use it a little bit because oh, yeah. it comes with a lot of test strips. And it so you, you can test a whole bunch of stuff. So yep. I know yeah, that JP wants to use it. I think yeah, Tasty should check water. it out. Maybe we could use it on this uh, Hop Grenade IPA we're working on and test uh, Jamil's water. Yeah, absolutely. Too, right? Sure. Make it part of it. We're going we're gonna to report. 
report on that whole thing as we do it. So maybe we can make it part of our reporting, Nate. Absolutely. All right. So call right now, 888-401-BEER. Bevo will hang up on you if you're not calling number seven. And then caller number seven uh, will win. Why don't we take some uh, Drunk of the Week uh, recorded phone calls, Moskowitz? Hey, everybody. This is Spider Wrangler. Uh, I had a busy morning and afternoon uh, presenting and defending my Ph.D., and now I'm at the bar drinking beer. I will be calling you back in a couple hours to share my drunkenness with you. So he, he took a page out of Tour's book and uh, called in uh, throughout the night as he got uh, drunker and drunker. I have to know what Spider Wrangler's Ph.D. is. I was in. wondering. He What's never his said. thesis? Hopefully not something in public health. Wrangling spiders. No, so, yeah, no, no, but you have a better name for it, like subarachnoid kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Right. Disparities, disparities right. in the subarachnoid, Jesus. Uh, I don't know, population in the sub-Saharan, I, I, whatever. Lassoing subarachnoid <laughs> tentacles or something or another. Yeah. Tentacles. All right, so that was call number one. Yep. Okay. Here's a little later in the night. Please tell hey, me this is him puking. Spider Wrangler again. The bar told me that they won't give me any more beer, so I'm walking home now. Been cut off. Uh, Sounds depressed. My wife misplaced her phone, so she's like two blocks behind me. Uh, but she needs to catch the fuck up because uh, I'm headed home, where hopefully there's beer in the fridge. Uh, but I'm still drinking. I love the, the next uh, visual. The visual of him like two blocks ahead, like a golden retriever. He sprinted yes. up ahead of his wife to make the call. The next phone call will be, so they won't let me drink at home. Uh, the fridge won't open. I can't figure out how to open it. Can't get in. <laughs> Get in. My wife's still two blocks behind me looking for her phone. It's locked. He did a, a, yeah. a, a very helping her. A very short one as uh, the nightcap. I'm currently standing in the shower. I'm having a shower beer. I should probably put my phone down before I drop it in the water. That was it. Wow. <laughs> so he's mm. at the bar, and then he's leaving the bar, and then he is in the shower with a beer. Well, he was dedicated. All right. Anything else? Uh, there were a couple more, but I'm not going to play them because they kind of sucked. One of them, I appreciated the sentiment. A guy uh, called in like with his girlfriend right next to him, and it was like the two of them. I mean, I can play a little bit of it, but it was nothing really happened. I kept waiting for something to happen, and nothing did. So let me hear it. Uh, <laughs> it's not like uh, oh, wow. spider ring was called. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we just oh, found the phone. I don't know what's going on right now? He's drunk on beer. Well, I'm drunk on beer, and then I started a bourbon, so I'm just going out and then. Uh, Good night. I don't know where. So we're, just having a conversation. Yeah, that's it. That, that was the whole call. I'm watching the Big Brother live feeds right now. And I, I know, Amazing. I mean, nothing happened in Spider Wranglers, but something happened in Spiders compared to this one. Right. Which is he had a shower beer. At least, yeah, there was some there was some drama. Right. You know, he got thrown out of a bar. Uh-huh. He didn't uh, get thrown out, did he? Just yeah, he got cut off. He got cut off. They won't serve him anymore. So he got cut off. No, I didn't hear His that. wife lost his phone, and then he lost his wife. And then, yeah. um, and then he had a shower beer. And he had a shower. shower. Right. So there's a storyline. That's a storyline. Hmm. I wish I was in the room with this guy and this girl. They sound like they're having a grand old time. But <laughs> yeah, in the old days, when it was conversational. We'd say, put your wife on. Right. Next so he was trying to send us pictures of her tits. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. And those were the old days. Those were the old I'm days. I'm glad we straightened up now. In the old days, you mean. <laughs> Aren't you, Tasty? I'm not so glad. <laughs> yeah. You're not sure what you've signed up for <laughs> yeah, anymore. Right. Like, why am I here? Yeah. Uh, all right, so just two in the running then? Yeah, Ghost right. and Spider Ring. Oh, I don't know. The night is young. You can still call, I guess, right? Yeah, no. Uh, no. Uh, so Ghostface Killer, who's having a moving sale of his own uh, homebrew. Ghostface Mover. Yeah, Ghostface Mover is uh, <laughs> processing all his homebrew through his liver before weight. he moves it. We got a sale on Gushers at like 50 <laughs> cents a piece. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we had a Spider Wrangler 
DMS um, over here got your DMS. <laughs> so it's Ghost, right? He's our drunk of the week. Yeah, yeah. All right. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good. Hey, Ghost, put your girlfriend on the phone. Is yeah. he still there? Oh no! Oh damn! No! <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I let that go a while ago. Uh, do we have our caller number seven? We uh, have caller number seven. Uh, is it Brian from Fort Wayne, Indiana? Yeah. Hey, Brian, you just won yourself an eye dip. Yes. Woo! Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, you have. Uh, you have any trouble with your water there in Indiana? Not Never any. use it. <laughs> well, I've been I've been working on kind of you know tweaking it. Adding some, uh, you know, gypsum and calcium chloride and and the works and all that stuff. So okay, not the not the chemical works. I'm not trying to, you know, poison anyone. But <laughs> right. Well, this should make it a no brainer for you and give you a hand doing just that. So congratulations. Uh, I'm going to keep you on the line and Bevo will take down your information. We're going to send you your own your very own eye dip kit, man. That's super awesome. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thanks for calling in. Uh, all right, Beef, That's do cool. that for us, if you will. And uh, congratulations. That's a pretty cool uh, prize. Does anybody else want to sing cool. the When I Dip You Dip We Dip song when you hear that name? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know it. You know I do now. How does it go, Beef? When I, I hand up on your hip, when I, I dip, dip you, dip, you dip, dip, we dip. Let Scott sing it so way better. The answer to your question is yes, Scott does every time. Uh, Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Here's the I dip. Uh, all right. Um, and then also we need to do our Twitter game winner. Yes. What a clever game we had tonight. Uh, come up with our transsexual names for uh, us, if yes. you will. Um, Give me half a second to cull some of these. Yeah. Like now, or maybe... I can go through it. It's fine. It's all right. (laughs) Any more Utah beer here? Yeah. Yeah. More four percenters? Pass it along. Brought a lot of beer, huh? Random IPA. Random sounds perfect. Or a cellar maker beer, too. There's a problem with the top of this. Oh, Oh, my God. Judy. Judy, please don't make me do it. Can't say no to a legend. Scott, Scott, do me a favor. Give Judy your seat right there, just for a moment. Judy, sit down. Yeah, you have to sit down with me, please, please. Especially if you're going to make me drink this terrible thing, Judy. What are you doing? So, Judy Ashworth, I just is is here. I'm honored to have her in my bar. This is amazing. Judy Ashworth is is our. She's the craft beer uh, grandmother here in That's the Bay what Area. I feel like a grandma. You, this we're we're all here doing this. What we're doing she's because because of Judy. And so I'm really so honored to see you here uh, drinking with us. Well, it's an honor to be here because you are totally carrying on what I started so long ago. Uh, thank you. I hope we, we do you proud and uh, yeah, you, you paved the way. So listen, we have it easy now because people they just come in droves for craft That's beer. Right. right? You you were you had to fight uh, against the wind and uphill and Well, I just had to teach everybody <laughs> yeah. how to drink it and how to taste it. Who was your first craft beer uh, that you put on tap? You it was remember? very interesting. Uh, in 1983 um, a man named Bob Hufford came into my pub. He's a home brewer, and uh, he's won gold medals at JBF and everything. Okay. Not at that point, but yeah. anyway, he said, um, would you like to taste a home brew that I brew? And I went, yeah, I love it. So the next time he came in, he brought me in a home brew, and it was a pale ale that okay. he had brewed. Yeah. And I tasted it, and I went, oh, my God. God, this beer is so amazing. This is what beer is supposed to taste like. Right. And, and I said, Some actual flavor. And I said, is there some way I can get beer like this somewhere? I want to share this with all of my customers. And he goes, 
Well, there's this little brewery in Chico that's just starting up. They're trying to start up and make a brewery. Why don't we go to Chico and see if we can get any of their beer? Mr. Ken Grossman. Wow. My first... That was your first, yeah. Tiny brewery in Chico. Well, they were a tiny brewery. They were in a little tin shed. Right. We used to sit on grain sacks and yeah. beers. <laughs> That's so cool. So when you brought Sierra Nevada Pale Ale to your bar, mm-hmm. what did your patrons think at the I time? I had to teach them, yeah. teach them about it. Okay. Hey, you had to explain everything. They, they were all drinking. You have to understand, they had never tasted anything like that. Sure. So what I would do is before they ever tasted it, I would have totally explain what they were going to taste. Okay. I had I had the um, all the grains and everything on the bar, and I made them chew my. It would take some crystal. Oh wow. Some pale and make them chew it yeah. a little bit before they tasted it and smell the the hops before they did it. And yeah. And they make them taste it, and I would explain to them all about how the little sweetness would be in the front, and then they would get in the more of a little com- complexities in the middle, and sure. then you get this big. Bitter, hot finish. And then they weren't so shocked when exactly. they tasted it. Okay. You totally had to explain that. to. I explained everything from a heart blogger to a Guinness. Okay. Wow. Oh, I love this. But then See, she and now gave we have them an underbird. And then you give them an underbird. <laughs> Judy, I'm only doing this because you brought it home. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If these cellar maker bozos brought it in again. Oh, it looks like my staff's going to do it with us, too. Yeah, whole, you got like one for Bevo? No, Someone really, get one for Bevo. I really can't do another one. Uh, oh. All right, hang on. Let me, okay. let me get my bucket ready okay, again. Okay, now, my pub, when we did this, yeah. you all, I always had a little Guinness, a little shot of Guinness back. To chase it? Yes. I'm going to chase it this time with some Firestone Easy Jack. So, oh, uh, that's not, I don't know if that's a chase. <laughs> right. Cheers. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Judy. Judy. Yeah. All right, we're doing Ready? this, I guess. Oh, heavens. Mm-hmm. Put the arms up. You got to do the arms, too. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. There you go. Oh, yeah. Down. <laughs> did you finish best. it out there, boys? Woo! Oh, Eric's doing his. Kevin did his. Oh, I'm going to throw up. I did jazz hands while I did mine. Is, oh. that, is that a thing, or oh, is that still the dolphin? Jazz finger. <laughs> Just relax here. I wish you were going to throw Ashley, up. why do I... Oh, my gosh. What am I drinking, this. Judy? This is much better. This will just calm it down. It's an Underberg it beer. Oh, yeah. That's that's a better chaser. Wow. Of course. I that know does smooth it out. You do know. You're, you're a professional. You know exactly what you're talking about. That smells wow. like my early 20s in here. Uh, <laughs> it really does. Judy Ashworth, ladies and gentlemen, yes, bringing guys. us some Underberg. Thank uh, thanks for coming in. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Two in a night, cellar maker. Get out of here. You look rough, <laughs> bro. I hope Google comes and gentrifies this area and raises your rent. Uh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. is, is Schumann still coming for his birthday? Because we're, we're partying tonight, I think, right? What? Two lights coming for his birthday. It's like Saturday night. Oh, Who, yeah. He is? Oh, yeah. Oh, not, I'm not driving you home, I did bro. not know this. <laughs> so party. Hey, well, you said it yourself. Monday is the new Friday. I guess so. Great. Got to work tomorrow. Uh, all right. So, want to figure out our names real quick? Yep. Transgender names. Transgender names. So, uh, I think they kind of uh, go in the same order here of uh, Justin, JP, uh, Bev, Scott, Warren, Nate, and Tasty. So, uh, Christian Smith says uh, Justin would be Amber. Uh, JP would be Fanny for some reason. Uh, Beverly would be called Mark. Scott would be called Cinnamon. <laughs> yes, he would. Um, Warren would be called Josephine. Nate would just be Nate. And Tasty would be called Dusty. Dusty. 
Huh. Dusty the Chick? Uh, the yeah. only one I like on that is Cinnamon. Mark is a terrible no. name. <laughs> I mean, unless there's a Mark in the studio <laughs> audience. Yeah, you're not Mark. a Mark. But no. I think it's a pretty class. Like, if you went from Beverly, which is kind of ornate uh, woman's is? name, and you go to Mark. Mark. Bill. Bruce to Caitlin. It's the reversal. Okay. Yeah. I'm know. not buying your logic, but. It's all right. You don't have to. It's not yeah. for sale. It's free. Okay. <laughs> I would think of a really pretty man, and then I would adopt his name. Fabio. Justin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm sure I can think uh, of a, an attractive Justin. So what about? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, Justin Thoreau. Yeah. Right. Uh, so what do we think about Christians? Yeah or nay? <clears throat> nay. Okay, great. Uh, Dave Malone says you all keep your names because let's face it, is anybody going to notice the difference? Nay. Okay. Rude. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lulu Gumshoe says uh, JP would be called Yaya, which is uh, Greek for grandma, by the way. Uh, Bebo would be called Guy. Scott. Hey, guy. <laughs> Scott would be called Boopy. <laughs> <laughs> I it's knew a boopy one. My neighbor's cat. Name, okay. By the way. Yeah. Uh, Warren would just be called Beardy. Well, come on. Yeah. Uh, Nate would be Demonica. Hmm? <laughs> That's good. Taste yeah. would be the classic Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Justin would be Crazy Bitch. Okay. Those are good. This one's in the running. What's I the, love okay? her. Yeah. That's Lulu Gumshoe. Good one. Okay. Uh, Keith Brown says uh, Justin would just be some trashy stripper name. Uh, JP would be called BJ. <laughs> I don't know. Why? Yeah. Beef would be called Ballsy. <laughs> ballsy. Scott would be called Myrtle. <laughs> Nate would be Natalie. And then Tasty would be Big Tits McGee. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not very subtle, is it, Tasty? <laughs> Who's got the Big Tits? Me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You do. Apparently. <laughs> hey, well, now when you, you do. When you change. I mean, not now, but when, when you change. Well, over. I mean, let's, yeah. you know. The new now. All right, I'll put that person uh, in. Okay. What's Keith Brown. Keith Brown. All Keith right. Brown. Never do we all it. go in for surgery on the same day? Like, do you take yeah. my oh, parts and add them into the Well, yeah, like, we we'll get like, yeah. it's like an Wow, wow. Bevo, I like where your head is at. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Who uh, gets your vag? <laughs> Dibs. You just made it creepy. <laughs> uh, I need that. to have a word with HR. <laughs> okay, call yourself. Yeah. Shoot. Hello, Bevo. Yes, Bevo. Uh, Keith Allen says, um, let's see, Justin would be Trixie. Again, I would be called BJ. This is a theme. Uh, Beverly would be called Bo. Bo. Uh, Scott would be called... Yes, she is a Bo. She's a Bo. Yeah. Scott would be called Steph the Jew. Steph? Steph. Like Stephanie? Steph? Sure. Okay, yeah. Um, PH or F? PH. Mm -hmm. Apparently Steph the Jew... Oh, okay. Uh, And then uh, Warren would be called the Bearded Clam. Oh, that's so (laughs) great. Of course. Uh, Nate would be called Natalie. And Tasty will always be Tasty no matter which gender he is. All right, I'm taking out Keith Brown... And I'm adding in whoever that was. Keith but. Allen. Whatever. Okay. Who was that one? That was Keith Allen. Oh, the other one was Keith Brown. Yes, sir. And this one was Keith Allen. Yes, sir. All right. Keith Allen is now in the running with Lulu. Uh, our very own Terrence slash Conrad Green um, <laughs> says Justin would be Sparkles. Hmm. JP would be BJ. <laughs> hmm. Fucking hell, man. Wow. <laughs> That's good. I love that. I mean, it's they're really they're can passionate. You, can you imagine a, a girl called BJ? <laughs> Yeah. There's no way they would make it through middle school. My dream come true. Uh, Moscow would be called you? Ida. I think they have lots of friends. Ida. Ida. That's a very he is like an Jewish Ida. Woman. Yeah. yeah. Or an Ada. <laughs> Warren would be called Lower Half Beardy. I don't understand that. Uh, uh, Tasty would be called Even Tastier, and Bevo would be called Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, even tastier is like good. Like uh, <laughs> but the rest, uh, not so good. Yeah. So. Nobody called you beard chin yet. It's all right, JP. <laughs> it's 
true. Well, Bebo called Sam. I think it's pretty good. But other than that, that yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, AC says, I would name you after the Kardashians in order. Um, Chris, Kim, because JP sucks. So you would be called Chris. I would be called Kim because I suck apparently the most. Um, Which is the hot one? Rob, Courtney, Kendall, Kyle, Chloe. I don't like this one. I don't like that one either. It's pretty stupid. You like Um, Courtney. No, no, no. No, you like Chloe. Chloe. No. 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 I think I like Kim. Kendall. Kendall. Kendall's the hot one. Kendall's the hot one. one. Bang her dude before he left her. The one who was always talking about sex. That's we had this conversation before. Oh, we did. Yeah, and I admitted it. Yeah, Lamar before he got. Oh no, no, I do. She's all right, but no, I think I like the other one who's with uh, Kanji. That's Kim. The other stupidest person on earth. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. You've seen the pre-surgery photos of Kim. Who cares? Oh, uh, well. Post-surgery is all that matters. <laughs> okay. It's the present. Live in the moment, Considering the game that we're having, it actually really is. So, I was watching <laughs> that, that, that I Am Caitlin show or whatever, and I, the first episode, I wasn't like really watching it, but it was on. The first episode, Caitlyn Jenner is in the kitchen with her mom, yeah. then Kim and Kanye come in, Yeah, and so it's you know Kim's grandma, and, and so <laughs> Caitlyn had just had a conversation with her mom. About like how she's transgender now and all this kind of shit, okay. and then Kim and Kanye walk in, and I can't help but think this lady's losing her mind. Like her <laughs> mind's going to explode. Right. Her son is now a chick. Her daughter, granddaughter's dating a black guy, and she's like eighty nine years old. And I'm like, she like is- generationally, she can't handle what's happening right yeah. now in the world. She's like, just put me back in a Buick. I don't know what to do here. I'm just taking my Buick to Utah. <laughs> I just can't handle it. She's looking like uh, the crazy anyway. She looks like she's about to lose control. Kendall's the hot one. Uh, Brendan Abbott says, uh, Justin would be called Justina. I would be called Jezebel with two Zs. Mm. Um, then it's... Uh, see, no, this one's done. Okay, great. Um, well, uh, I will say, uh, Brendan Abbott, the last one, he Tasty's was pretty good. He says, uh, Tasty uh, would just be called Tasty because it's a drag name and he already has the cans. Yeah. Pretty funny. He's um, from uh, Sydney. He's in town this week. Brendan. Uh, my stomach isn't oh. feeling so good, guys. <laughs> feeling really, it's like grumbling in there. It's supposed to settle and, you out. I, it doesn't really settle me out, it's though. It does. Yeah, it's like uh, the camera on him. Get the camera on him. Please. Oh, the camera's on him. Okay, oh, I could lose it any moment. Maybe gonna, proper, digest, proper digestion is be, uh, just uh, finally yeah. happening for you. Digested. Is that what this feels like? Digestion? Maybe. <laughs> I just, yes, I you've been doing just, it wrong the whole I, time. I usually just put things in and they come out like a brick on the other side. <laughs> are, are, are things supposed to get broken down? Because maybe that's what's happening. It's not a trash compactor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just a trash. I compress them. I push them out. Yeah, like brick say, cylinders. It's a nutritious bar. My body's very efficient that way. <laughs> like uh, holes and bricks. Pete Dedink says uh, names would be in order: uh, Janet, Jessica, Ben, Martha, B. Nancy and Emma. I think, Bev, you're the Emma. All right. If you don't have anything else great, I think we're good. Uh, Blobber gave us all Disney names, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I'm going to delete that. <laughs> um, <laughs> as long as I get to be sleepy, I'm cool. <laughs> Scott Foster says Justin would be Floshonda. Okay. Nate would be Saison. JP and Warren. That's true. We would be twins called Jenna and Talia. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Tasty would be Betty Crocker, uh, and Scott would be Tootsie, and Bevo would be Harry Johnson. <laughs> I'll put that person in. Who's that? Scott Foster. Yeah. That's rude. All right. Uh, two more. Zachary Clark, uh, whose Twitter name is Zach the Bomb, okay. uh, would be Justina. I would be JD. I fa- you're already disqualified with Justina. 
It's a dumb one. Come on. Too obvious. You you got teased like that as a kid. That was a tease. No, it's just too yeah. obvious. It'd be it's like uh No, I agree, but it's uh, like Natalie. I don't like that one either for Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too it's too obvious. But it's realistic. Uh, no, no, it's not. Uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, Why? I would just go like if I really felt like a different person, I would add an A at the end of my name, so that's how different I feel. Who's to know? <laughs> yeah, to know you, you, no, I think you'd be yeah. more creative. You'd be like Juanita or something. There's only one way to Juanita. find Juanita. <laughs> Starts with a J. Yes. I would be a Mexican cleaning lady. That's what I'm changing to. Wow. <laughs> uh, here we go. Last but not least. Different uh, junk, new name. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you're cleaning out. Uh, Chris Lewis says Justin would be called Daniela. Oh. <laughs> oh. Too soon. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. Uh, JP would be called Mrs. Lothamer II. Oh. Man, these guys go to the throat. Wow. Uh, Beverly would be called Winchester. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why that's funny, but it is. <laughs> no, Scott would be called Scott, and then he writes, come on. I don't know. Oh, All right. You're doing so good. Warren uh, would be called single. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nate would be called Sarah. and uh, Oh, good one. Yeah. Tasty would be something called Drippy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's this person's name? Chris Lewis. Wow, that Chris just made it tough. Um, Chris is good. So there we go. We should have four in the running. Marley, yep. uh, which is Lulu, uh, Keith Allen, Scott Foster, and Chris Lewis. Yeah, that's right. right. So um, you all remember and, and want to vote? All right, we're doing it by show of hands. You want to run through it again or no? No. Oh, well, it's pretty long, I know. <laughs> you know. So, gosh, Chris Lewis coming in at the end there with a, with a good one. I do like the... Give me Lulu's again, will you? Lulu's is uh, JP would be Yaya. Uh, Bevo would be Guy. <laughs> hey guy, I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm your buddy I like friend. Blue. I'm not your friend, yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, Scott would be called Boopy. Yeah. Warren is Beardy. Nate is Demonica. Tasty is Pat, which I fucking love. Yeah. That's good. And Justin is Crazy Bitch. Mm, that's really good. That's pretty good. Give me Chris. I, give me Chris Lewis again. Chris Lewis. Justin Daniela. <laughs> JP, Mrs. Lotham or the second. That was the that was the clincher. Beverly Winchester. Scott is Scott. Warren is single. Nate is Sarah. And Tasty is uh, Drippy. That's All right. so good. All right, I'm ready to vote. Um, well, and then Scott Foster did have JP or JP. They have uh, Warren and I as twins called Jenna and Talia, which I think is that's pretty good. Very good. And Bebo is Harry Johnson. That's so it's tough. It's not a, it's not an easy one. Okay. Why is that so funny, Harry Johnson? Maybe they all <laughs> I don't. <laughs> this is why the show started half hour early. Is this isn't like, it? Beaver, yeah. like beaver, like beaver kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Tasty just got. I, it. I didn't Sorry. get it either. I'm glad Tasty's walking me through it. <laughs> Wait, what was it? I was on the phone. See, I didn't yeah, get it. Well, you are funny. in trouble. Tasty's walking you through a joke <laughs> five minutes ago. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> At this point in the show, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Zwei Underbergs. Uh, Harry Johnson. More Underberg. So there you go. Maybe they all win. Raise your hand if it's Lulu Gumshoe. All right. Yeah. Got to vote there, Lulu. Raise your hand if it's Keith Allen. Raise your hand if it's Scott Foster. Oh, got three votes there. Raise your hand if it's uh, Chris Lewis. Yes, I like Chris. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's five votes Damn. right there for Chris Lewis. That's our Twitter winner today. There you go. And, uh, 
First of all, send Bevo uh, an email, bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com, to get your information over there. Send her your shirt size as well, because we will send you a Brewing Network shirt for winning the Twitter game. Plus, you're entered in to win uh, a, a chance to go to the Labruski Cruise that with us. pretty cool. A chance for uh, two people, actually. Yeah. So it's going to be a good time. All right. That was our show for today. Next week, we're talking about brewery sustainability. I think that... Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Uh, Are you going to do that thing Beardy did and turn white before you puke? Give us a little warning. I uh, could have. I hope not. <clears throat> Brewery I'm sustainability having, next know. week with Ale Industries is going to be in the studio. And, um, oh. yeah, we got, uh, we got stuff happening next week. Stuff that doesn't involve Underberg. It might. That's what you think. Connor and Tim. I liked them so much before this show. You, actually, you shouldn't be so sure it won't because I think I heard that they do sell Underberg at Pig in the Pickle Ale Industries. Oh, tap right. Uh-oh. So, yeah, you know. Uh, make sure they bring some over. <laughs> yeah. Now the, now the word's out. Okay. Are we done? Yes. You're done. Good. Thanks to Seller Maker for being in here. Uh, really awesome. Once again, to see Judy Ashworth in our place. I'm really honored to see that. That yeah. was a nice moment. We're and um, she's a nice lady, too. Yes, so, uh, Tasty, always good to see you. I don't know what yeah, to say. Well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brian, thanks, thanks for coming in and teaching us about uh, Utah beer scene. Thanks for having me. And homebrew and, and bringing us beer. Uh, happy 10th anniversary to you oh, right on. and Ashley. And uh, I don't know. I hope you don't have to see your kids for a few days. At <laughs> least seven. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, Jip, you ready to get us out of here? Yeah. Good. I'm glad when you do that. Makes Thank this you. my favorite part of the show. Leaving. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Adios. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Local beer producers, Cellar Maker, came by the studio and talked about hops, taco hands, and probably some other stuff. You can find out more info at cellarmakerbrewing.com. And we also had Brian in to talk about the beer culture in Utah, which is pretty cool. If you just can't get enough of JP, check out his non-beer, Disneyland-centric podcast, Ears Up. Learn a thing or two over at earsuppodcast.com. And remember, that's ears with a Z. For some good beer insight at Homebrew Info, follow at Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP is rethinking this whole Xanax thing. Bevo just discovered the benefits of drinking at work. And your new Underberg fan was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brew Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. JP's an asshole, Justin's a nice guy, and winning the race, JP does great as his cherry.